Alright, this is Dan House here, very nice, very evil. You are watching True Heel Heat. Probably should have had MJF do this, but here we are. It's Saturday morning, and you know what that means. It's time for a little bit of True Heel Heat. What a crazy week in professional wrestling. You had Money in the Bank last weekend. You had AEW, GCW, Impact Wrestling. And oh, Vince McMahon, uh, $12 million in hush pack money. Yeah, we got a lot to discuss here on True Hill Heat 183. Let's hit the end. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook for True Hill Heat 183. Hush Pack Mountain discussing the latest wrestling news, including more details regarding Visic Man paying out $12 million in hush money to four different women over the past 16 years. Sasha Banks and Naomi being removed from WWE's eternal roster. Recap of the shows from the week. WWE Money in the Bank, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Great American Bash, AEW Dynamite, Rampage, Impact on Access TV, two shows from GCW, and each of the co-hosts here and our special guests will give you their top five best matches of the first half of 2022. First up, I have the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. I hope everyone is well. I hope everyone had a wonderful week. Um, what's going on, SP? What's up, guys? How y'all feeling today? Wonderful, great. wonderful. Happy weekend, oh. everybody. Happy it's weekend. a weekend. We are here for it. And of course, we have with us our the face and the ace of the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, the <laughs> Iron Man himself, Mr. Romeo Anthony Cologne. Good morning, everybody. SP3, sometimes you outdo yourselves with these episode name titles. Intros? Right. Really, really, the, the, name of that, the name of the episode. Hushback Mountain, very nice. Yes. <laughs> Mountain of evidence for this hushback. Absolutely. I, it just hit me as I'm doing the agenda. I was like, hushback mm. mountain. That's actually really good. That's and good of one. course, for a, for a big episode, we gotta have a big special guest. We were supposed to have him a few weeks ago, but it's better to have him at all because he is a busy man over on Fightful. You can hear him on Fightful Select for just $5 a month. He does the Weekender podcast covering all of independent wrestling and a lot of the other shows they don't do on the Fightful main channel. Over on the main channel, this man is the co-host of the Spotlight every Thursday with the good brother Jeremy Lambert. He is one of the more knowledgeable people that I know in this wrestling media game. The Jimmy, the uh, Spinner Mason to my Jimmy Brooks. The C Charlie Conway to my Russ Tyler. He is Steven Jensen. Yes. Wow, that was a yeah. fantastic intro, SB3. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so happy weekend, everybody. Glad to be here. Um, sorry I missed the other week. I had the COVID, which, you know, that was rough for a little while, so I didn't do any shows. The COVID. The COVID. That was the first week I, like, fully took off in a long time. I didn't do any podcasts. I didn't do any appearances. I didn't do nothing for a week. I watched, uh, I had never seen MTV's Catfish before. I watched, Marathon watched that, like, entire week. <laughs> Oh, man. What? So we got wow. something else to discuss on our show? We got something else to discuss yeah. on our show? Yeah, I, I, you just popped me. You just you I, haven't told me this. I discovered so a new show. Yeah, <laughs> wow. a new show. 
So um, I know it's been I know it's been around for like ten years. I just never really had interest in watching it. But I just like I, I started watching one of the episodes while I like was stuck on my couch, and I was like, you know what? Like this is kind of like a comfort a comfort show type show. I can tell. Like I could. <laughs> I, 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 I like I don't know how much of it is real, how much of it is staged. You know, it seems a little a little mixed, but the some of the reveals are just so funny where like it just winds up being <laughs> someone so different. And then every now and then it's like the person. And th- those are good episodes yes. too, because you're like, oh wow, and I actually just found up being an actual person, yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So um so anyway, yeah, I'm uh I'm happy to be here. Good to see you again, Chrissy. Good to see you nice again. Nice to see you as Rowan. well. Absolutely. Of course, SP3. And uh, if you want to hear more of me and SP3 together, you know, obviously, I want to do Degrassi Dudes again very soon. We've been talking about, like, nerds of the 90s. Like, we want to do more shows together. My schedule is just tough right now, but, like, it's been on, on my mind, like, since we've had to take this break. So, you'll hear more of us. But if you want more recent stuff um, over on the RVD Tito for Life channel... Um, my, myself, Doug, and SB3 did an episode of Live Rounds. They do that show every Tuesday night at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. And uh, SB3 was on the show with us last last Thursday. He did it from what what time was it there for you? Like 3 a.m. to 5 a.m.? Yeah, 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. here. Yeah, yeah because so. Jensen asked me, there's few people that I will, if I'm not getting paid, that I will stay up that long to, to do a show with. <laughs> Jensen is one of them, so definitely go over and check that out. Doug is one of like the OGs of yeah. wrestling YouTube, so it was great to finally do a show with him and discuss everything from the week of week of. So definitely check that out. And Jensen's always over there every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern time, uh, always talking about wrestling as well as combat sports. And and trust me. I, I literally get this comment every week. It, when when every week we have even a hint of talking about it, CM, one of our favorites from the Degrassi Dude chat, always <laughs> says, "What is my Degrassi dudes coming back? It's come, it's coming back." I've been telling her, like, relax, it's gonna come yeah. back. We, we're letting Jensen get used to the shoot job, yeah. and then we're gonna get on a good schedule <laughs> with it. The shoot yeah, job, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The shoot job, the shoot job's gotten in the way with a lot of stuff, but it's also been it's been very kind to the to the bank account. So it's one of those things where you know it, it's it's working out well. But I will say, I thought about it. We might, I mean, CM, you let me know because I know you're in a lot of those chats, and some I see some others that have that have thrown out the Degrassi dudes. Uh, over here in the chat today and would y'all be cool with like pre-recorded episodes because like if we didn't do it live we could probably find an hour of the week to do it so yeah i just don't know if that takes too much out of the show because people like being there while we're doing it live and i know they like the watch-alongs and stuff but like if y'all are cool with some like pre-recorded episodes I, we could probably make that happen at least like semi-regularly so um okay, so yeah, that's anyway. better than nothing guys yeah meet yeah. them halfway and we can now talk about catfish i just have to make yeah. sure jensen has seen the the iconic catfish episodes have you seen um you called me a fat kelly price episode i don't think so oh Uh-oh. you gotta watch that one that's, that's, that's the one, one you gotta then that's the first that's got the first one guys okay yes that's one of those i got i'll i'll find out the name of the people from the episode that's an iconic an iconic yeah. episode and uh the one where machine gun kelly was the <sighs> co-host with with no uh, i haven't I, seen that I, one yet either 
Oh, you have to watch that one too. Hundra. Okay. I think the girl's name was Hundra that called them. Yes, definitely <laughs> got to to watch those two. I will say some like, of my some of my favorites that stick out because I know we're gonna be you know listing some favorite matches for today. I'll, I'll list out a couple of favorite catfish episodes off the, off the top of the dome. Um, probably the funniest one. I can't remember the the names of the people, but it was um, but you'll remember it. Um, <coughs> it was like. This dude, oh, what was his name? He was like this nice guy, um, but he was like in a relationship at the time, and he was messing around with this this girl online, and and they made him like break up with his girlfriend before they went out to try to find the the catfish because they were like we feel like Neve and Max were like we feel bad like if we're gonna like help I, pursue I, this. I think I know who it is. The, well, it's a guy, and yeah, it comes and, out. Yes, yeah, he's like clapping <laughs> at him. And, and, and he's like, yep, you finally got me. How you feel? And he's like, you can still be my, my chocolate kiss. And I was like, what is happening right now? And no, the other because you know why I know that one? It's because it's one of my favorite gifts to use. You know what? You got me there. You yeah. got me there. No, no, yeah. Because he's like, he's like, so are you gay? Or are you into women or what? And he's like, and he's like, well, you're flirting with, with men online. So you, I mean... I don't know, like, like, are you confused? And just like, I don't know, you got me there. You know, it's just like <laughs> that's where that gift is from. Yeah, that's yeah, where that yeah. gift is from. Yes, all time? Right. Wow. Yeah, it's so funny. I, I, always, I always like using that one because I remember Learned something that new today. So vivid. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, and then there was one where this girl was convinced that she was actually in an online relationship with Bow Wow. And I was like, yes. Do you think any celebrity yes. is really like? Although there was the one dude from uh. Was he from like? Uh, it wasn't like Nappy Roots, but it was a, it was a group like that who actually got catfished. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He was like the producer or something from uh, Nappy Roots or something like that. I can't or remember. He, he, like did music with them. You have to yeah. watch the one where the guy is literally convinced that he is dating uh, Katy Perry online. That's <laughs> oh no! One I, think, one. I might have seen. Oh that one. god! I think I saw that one, but I was like heavily medicated and sick <laughs> well like that that was one that was like a fever dream one where i was probably like half awake and this is why our chat owns we literally got people in the chat d pippin is the one that 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 catfished as uh little bow wow d pippin oh that's right yeah 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 that was you know he was wait oh because it was um it was that one was a it was like a trans person, right? It was like someone who was a girl yeah. but posing as a guy, and like they tried to find their their like music career stuff, and it was like pretty non-existent, right? Like they were saying that they were like in the music game, but then there was another catfish episode that I saw where like the girl actually was talking to like one of like the it was like a rap duo of some kind, and they were like Instagram famous. And it actually yeah. turned out she actually was talking to the guy the whole time, and like, so it's so funny how some of them are the, are like the comp- they're complete, complete different people, and then some of them are the actual real people. I like how they mix in a few yeah. real ones in there to keep, you know, <laughs> if it was always someone fake, I'd be like, this is yeah, yeah, because there's a couple of real ones in there. Um, but 
yeah. But anyway, I know that's a very random topic for everybody in here today. Hey, um, it, it's such a it's such a great show. Now we have something else to talk about when Degrassi dudes and nerds of the '90s and whatever we do on Fightful Overbook comes back. Uh, thank you to the live chat for putting out D Pippin because I forgot the name, but I appreciate that. <laughs> and of course, you can let us know what you thought about this crazy week in professional wrestling in the live chat. Your super chat donations are so important. It helps the channel out so so much. We want to thank Vala B with an early super chat donation saying, let's go. Looking forward to this episode of Degrassi Dudes. Oh, wait. Sup, Steven and the True Hill Heat crew. Yes, this was like an episode of Degrassi Dudes where we're supposed to talk about Degrassi and then me and Jensen go off on something else for like a good 10, 15 minutes. Well, yeah, well, and, and the crazy thing is now we have even more Degrassi to talk about because I've watched a lot more of like the older, or the, I should say the newer episodes that I by the time I'd give it up. So, yeah, we got, <laughs> we got, we got plenty. I mean, Most there's 300, <laughs> yeah, well, Chrissy, there's 385 episodes of this show. So, <laughs> so I watched probably half of them as they were airing and then like went to college and like got, wasn't that watching was past it. Never. I never watched the show, friend. Sorry. Well, that's fair. Oh I mean, God. that's, fair. you need, to, you need to, you need to open your mind. It's on HBO Max now. You got, you got. <laughs> You got 385 episodes. That you I'm just trying to watch Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, I saw like, that. I, I was so very proud of you. I was like, very proud of you, Romeo, for seeing that you got up to season three of Stranger Things. Awesome so show. Awesome. Oh, and also, real quick, uh, Better Call Saul comes back on Monday for like the last yeah. few episodes. Yes, it comes so, back on yeah. Monday. Yeah. Ooh, I'm hyped for that That's one. That's on television. Well, I agree. Yeah, Breaking Bad was like in my top three. Like, Breaking, yes, yes. Ever. Breaking Bad so, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this has been this has been yeah, this has been fun. It's been a fun ride. You can tell things are about to get nuts. So yep. yeah, we also got Negro Buck Nick Jackson says whole fam, including myself, have COVID. I'm running on less now, than three damn. hours sleep, but even that won't make me miss True Hill Heat. We appreciate Aww. that, Nick Jackson. I hope Feel better, family, guys. Yeah, yes. I hope they're. We're yep. feeling better, get well soon, and that you can get to sleep after this true hill heat. Right. Because we got a lot of yeah. Yeah. to discuss as well as everything else we're going to discuss throughout this show. Uh, of course, you, my boy, Boo, looking out for everybody, saying make sure you show some love. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button if you are new. The bell to stay notified. Share it with your friends on all your favorite social media platforms because there's a lot to discuss. And uh, also Nick Jackson adding uh, D Pippin with her lambskin dildo. Yes. Yeah, she had the. Mm, the yeah. she, she was like, she was mm. like, how do you how do you fool people? He was like, he was like, oh, I wear I wear a strap on, I wear the strap on, and I, it's a lambskin dildo, and they <laughs> they don't know the difference. Yes, wow. Yeah, they, I remember the host being like, so what if like things are getting like hot and you know they grab it, <laughs> and, and Pimpin was like, was like usually they don't even notice, you know, it was just like what the, what. <laughs> What a deep <laughs> game this person's playing. Like, pretending to be the opposite sex, luring people in, even out in public, wearing... But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't care what people do. I mean, there are people that'll wear things to modify how their body looks. Like, it is what it is. But, like, that was just so funny how detailed it got. Like, the land skin and the... the she was, like, like, showing, like, exactly how, like, you know, to do it like this. And, you know, it looks pretty real. It's like, yeah, I mean... You're out there fooling people. You're definitely you're definitely out there fooling people. You're, you're you got people thinking you're bad while online. Like, I mean, 
Congratulations. <laughs> you, look, you look nothing like Bow Bow Wow. You're just short <laughs> and, and have short hair. That's about it. But yes, uh, <laughs> keep those comments coming in the live chat. Super chat donations. If you do have a question you want answered, I've seen a couple of questions about the grassy, a couple of questions about the challenge. Let us know with that super chat donation. Best way for us to divulge into more shenanigans of not wrestling. Uh, but yes, we got our true heel roll call. We want to shout out everyone who's supporting us on social media, the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, and as well as our Patreon, our top three conversation starters on our True Heels Facebook group page. Number three was Stewie Palmer this week. Giovanni Cruz was number two. And number one was the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Of course, Nick Jackson is one of our Patreon backers as well, along with Vala B, who I've seen in the live chat. Alan Weinstein, i also seen in the live chat. Alex McCarthy, Professor Chris, Austin K, Sam and Sammy Joe, you my boy Blue, Yachty, Robert Haynes, uh, Steve Salvage, Antoine, Re Fifth Generation Carney, Beep Boop, DJ Eric, Ladarius Brown, and John, aka WrestleScopes. And let's get into the top news story because for, for pretty much every day up until Friday, I was like, oh, it's going to be a very short show. It's just the shows to talk about. <laughs> and, then, and then we can, you know, run down some wrestling news and then we could talk about, you know, our favorite matches of the first half of the year. And then yesterday morning, Wall Street Journal dropped a new report and Vince McMahon allegedly agreed to pay over $12 million in hush money to four different women, including a former wrestler. On Friday, the Wall Street Journal reported that Vince McMahon allegedly pay, agreed to pay over $12 million in hush money to four different women over the last 16 years. The payments were to keep allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity quiet. According to the report, one of the women was was a former wrestler who was paid $7.5 million. Uh, she, she claimed that McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex, mm -hmm. then demoted her and opted not to renew her contract in 2005. When she refused, yeah, you still want that, Chrissy? You sure about that, Chrissy? <laughs> yeah, nah, I can't. No, never mind. I think that money in all the world if you do some shit like that. When she refused to do anything, the wrestler and her lawyer met with McMahon in 2018 and negotiated the settlement. In another incident, a WWE contractor sent the company unsolicited nude photos that McMahon allegedly sent her. This woman claimed that McMahon sexually harassed her on the job. <laughs> According to her 2008 non-disclosure agreement, McMahon agreed to pay her $1 million. Another NDA and payment happened in 2006 when a manager who worked for McMahon for 10 years was paid a million uh, million dollars after turning him down when he made sexual advances. These three incidents are in addition to the former paralegal that McMahon paid $3 million to, which led to the investigation by the WWE Board of Directors. McMahon has not responded to, to comment. A spokesperson for the WWE's Board Independent Directors declined to comment. Laronitis and an attorney representing McMahon didn't respond to a request for comment either. The investigation is being conducted in cooperation with Simpson, Thatcher, and Barlett LLP. A WWE spokesman told Wall Street Journal that the company is taking the situation seriously 
and is cooperating with the investigation. As reported previously, Jerry McDevitt told the Wall Street Journal that WWE did not pay any monies to the former paralegal on her departure. The former paralegal was said to have been brought into WWE as a legal assistant in 2019 without even applying for the job. Sources stated McMahon had met her wow. at Stanford in a Stanford, Connecticut condo building where both were living. According to sources, WWE placed her in the legal department because her resume said she had attended law school. She allegedly talked to with colleagues about her close relationship with McMahon often, allegedly so often that her boss in the legal department asked her to stop because it was making people uncomfortable. In 2021, she was transferred from the legal department to talent relations under John Laranitis. McMahon allegedly requested for her salary to be raised from $100,000 to $300,000, and the company settled on uh, $200,000. An anonymous email to the WWE board in March alleged that McMahon made the request to give her a raise after they had entered a sexual relationship. The email also alleged that McMahon gave her like a toy to Laronitis. Upon uh, publishing the initial story, Fightful Select reports that they were contacted by multiple WWE staff, including some who had remained quiet in the past about McMahon's handling of the situation. One told Fightful they wished they'd spoken out sooner and said that McMahon's response would often uh, go from no selling the whole thing to being defiant. They also said that after Vince McMahon's Pointless, they're, they're, they're saying, not mine, but I agree. Pointless, June 17th appearance on SmackDown, he returned to the gorilla position and shouted, fuck him. Seemingly in response Fuck to em. allegations <laughs> that uh, caused his insistence uh, to appear on television. When the initial Wall Street Journal uh, story emerged, a former talent contacted Fightful and said of at least one major story would come out in the coming weeks, but didn't feel comfortable identifying the story specifically. They confirmed to Fightful uh, this, uh, that yesterday morning it was tied to the former talent who gained $7.5 million in a settlement. McMahon's behavior was heavily rumored among the writing team based on those that they spoke to, though we did they didn't hear uh, if elements of coercion and NDAs were well known. One former writer Fightful spoke to said that McMahon's relationships would be a half-joking excuse as to why he'd be late to meetings before TV. Everyone that Fightful spoke with continued to believe that John Laronitis was done. Uh, in the company, but believes he he has a golden parachute deal with WWE that will likely take care of him. Female talent had contacted Fightful last year upon his promotion back into talent relations, expressing their frustration. One higher up told Fightful, John, Johnny Ace's ninth life is about to be lost. Uh, around the time of the first Wall Street Journal story, Fightful were quickly told that WWE staff uh, and talent were briefed via memo about the story an investigation and we're not told of any memo reflecting today uh yesterday's story wwe talent have not been available to speak on record about the allegations and reports but have spoken with fightful privately and expressed displeasure and extreme frustration with Vince McMahon's handling of it wwe then issued the following memo to their employees the wall street journal has published a second story with expanded details on its initial wwe report last year last month uh we want to reiterate that we and our board of directors take these allegations seriously 
previously. We've been cooperating fully with the investigation led by our board of directors and will continue to do so until its conclusion. Please note that upon its conclusion, WWE leadership will make itself available to answer any questions uh, you may have. Thank you. Vince McMahon is currently on hiatus as WWE Chairman and CEO, with Stephanie McMahon currently taking over in an interim role. Meanwhile, John Laronitis is currently on administrative leave from the company. McMahon has appeared on three episodes of Raw and SmackDown total since then and made a rare, a rare appearance, a rare public appearance at UFC 276. Netflix then uh, came out and has reportedly uh, divested itself of its its planned Vince McMahon docu-series. According to Denise Salcedo, a source uh, at Netflix confirmed that the planned docu-series is no longer listed on their internal spreadsheet, and when asked about it, another Netflix source said, that shit's out of here. One of the producers refused to comment on the story to confirm or deny. The project is said to have been deep into post-production with millions spent and several talent uh, interviews conducted. The docu-series was announced by Nick Khan and the quarter three 2020 earnings call for the company and the series was scheduled to be released later this year and then the cherry on top of this all Vizic Man was in full business as usual mode during uh, last night's Smackdown despite the, and the latest allegations against him according to a new report PW Insider reports that McMahon was as usual 100% responsible for creative of the episode the site also notes that McMahon arrived at the show later than usual and didn't address the allegations raised in the new Wall Street Journal report that he paid $12 million to four different women over the past 16 years. And the situation was described as the proverbial elephant in the room. Stephanie McMahon and Triple H were not present at last night's show, while Bruce Pritchard, who had taken off due to shoulder surgery, was at the taping. Jensen, I know that's a lot to divulge to go to first, but <laughs> what was your response of this Wall Street Journal latest report with even more NDAs and uh, money being paid out by this man? Honestly, like, to quote the great Nate Diaz, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it, you know, it's very, like, like, honestly, I... I feel like this kind of all flew under the radar for a long time because I always assumed that this kind of stuff was going on with Vince like forever. Like this, like none, like none of this seems surprising at all. Cause with all, mm -hmm. with all the shenanigans they were involved with, especially in like the nineties and like without any internet and like social media and like a way for like a victim to come mm -hmm. forward and like really be able to have their voice heard. There was a, you can get away with a lot of stuff. I mean, it isn't just Vince. It's, you know, celebrities and athletes. And I mean, like the pre-social media era, like I think this was, people were able to get away with stuff a lot easier because there was no way to, because I think, you know, if like, and Chrissy's going to be able to speak probably better to this than I could when it comes to this part of it. But like for a woman to come try to like, like fight the WWE, like one woman versus this gigantic billion dollar conglomerate. That's probably something that's like, you know, it's very intimidating. You probably don't want to do it, but if you can get it out on social media and it, and they, and others see it and they're like, Oh, like this stuff was happening to me too. And I felt the same way they did. Like if there, there's power in numbers here, like we actually can band together and do something about this. But like without, 
without like the the social media, there's no way of those people getting connected. So it's like, you know, now I think a lot of this is happening and it makes sense because another thing with the WWE right now, now they're known back then in like the nineties, especially they weren't known as they are now as like a PG family friendly, like worldwide brand. And now it's like mm-hmm. back in the nineties, people just didn't care at the end of the day, probably like, like the general public and stuff just didn't care. Cause it's like, Oh, it's just Vince doing what he does. Like, just like how, Oh, there's all these uh, Epstein's out there just doing what he does. People knew about it, but like, you know, people, you know, now it's become a thing, you know, there's, I'm not comparing Epstein to, to McMahon mm-hmm. directly, but you know, at the point, like there was, there was like these like kind of black sheep out there amongst like these circles and like people knew about it and just nobody did anything about it. And now it's I mean, like, we God, had a president who had an affair and got reelected. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. Now, now, when it comes to Vince's personal life, I'll say I really don't care about like this. Is just me personally, I don't really care about like the like cheating on his wife in this. It, immorally, it's messed up, right? But like at the end of the day, I don't know how people's relationships work. Like I know there are people who have open relationships. I have no idea. Linda might have known about all of this. I mean, I can't imagine this is all a surprise to Linda, Shane, or Stephanie. Either, right. Like, this news right. coming out, you know? Right. Um, you know, especially if other people in the company, like John Laurinaitis, are involved. And then, you know, Vince used to hang out with the wrestlers a lot back in the day, too. He'd go out to the bars with them and, and party with them in the 80s and stuff. And, like, who knows the amount of stuff? I mean, this is probably just, like, the, this $12 million is probably just the surface of, of a much deeper thing going on um so yeah i mean i'm happy to hear y'all's thoughts as well about all this but you know i i, I think at the end of the day the crazy thing is vince still i think he's still like the 80 percent shareholder for the company so like he's not yeah. gonna vote himself out of that position so like in and in, in, in nothing he did i think was technically illegal it's just like super highly immoral and then it gets very, very sketchy when you're the boss and people are getting raises and or fired based on sexual relation with you. That's where I think things could potentially, they could potentially get him for that with something. But it's, I don't know how much of it is technically illegal. And that's part of the problem too, is like, there needs to be, like Vince, it's, it's not okay that Vince did all this, right? Like, obviously, but like, is there anything that can even be done about it and like that's the crazy thing vince is living in his own planet the wwe is their own they're not even pro wrestling anymore they're just this big brand like they've turned like they're they're this they're living in their complete own universe the wwe universe literally it's like their own little thing and vince isn't gonna just and but also this last thing i'll say about it seeing him at the ufc um seeing him walking around him even doing the the McAfee show I feel like a while back he probably knew something was coming it feels like Vince is kind of doing like a retirement tour like getting out there in the public and like getting his voice out there and getting out to UFC events and this stuff and like because he he kind of I mean time's up potentially too for him like I mean you know so yeah it's a lot to unpack um and I just hope at the end of the day that you know the people that were that were hurt by this you know that for one i hope people don't go after them like if the names come out like don't attack the women that are just trying to get some justice and and two i want to know the truth like i want to know what happened and i you know and i also think this is very important in in people being able to support the wwe or not like if vince if it's found out that vince did all this and you're still supporting the wwe product 
that's on you. I mean, I think I, I think that that's but it's if he still if he stays with the company, you would just also have to keep in mind like what you're supporting because this is your this is your money that's gone into his pocket over all these years that he's using to pay yeah. to yeah. do this kind of stuff. You know. So anyway, yeah. I know I know I've rambled enough about that, but yeah, y'all y'all no go no, ahead. Yeah, you made a lot of great points, especially that last point. Is it reminds me of something that I read mm-hmm. that um. I believe Trevor Dane put on on his Twitter account where you're going to see a wide spectrum of how fans respond to this. There's going to be the fans like are similar to us that look at all this evidence, this mountain of evidence against Mystic Man, and we're going to judge him just based on that, not not taking into account you know everything that he's produced and created. But there there's also you know there there's this older generation of fans that view Mystic Man as like this person who took away, who ruined the wrestling business and took away the wrestling that they fell in love with. Then there's a generation mm-hmm. that's closer to our age mm-hmm. that Vizic Man is the person who created all the wrestling that they love. So there's some people outside of like what we're discussing here where we're just, <laughs> you know, just basically judging it on what the evidence is telling us. There's the the spectrum of the older fans that view Vizic Man as the stepfather who's trying to take over as the, as the father of the family. And then there's going to be the spectrum of fans that view Vince as their daddy that always loved them and gave them all these great things. So you got to understand that that's, there's a why there's like three different ways to react to this type of subject and this type of matter. But you 100% are right. I hope that the names don't get out there. Uh, people whose initials are BS don't spread any BS and don't put any information mm, out there. Mm, Please leave these women alone. And we're not going to speculate on who the women are because that's mm-hmm. not right. And it's, that is doxing. And that is not that is not ever cool. That is rude 100% of the way. But Miss Chrissy Love, as a woman, what was your reaction to all this news? I know a lot of it, you usually wait to hear about it here on the show. So what's your initial reaction here? Um, Not surprised, to be honest. I mean... We kind of figured that more people would come out after the first one came. But, you know, like as Jensen said, this is like kind of like that farewell. Like we, we keep seeing him like hair, sprinkled hair and there. We don't really need to see him at all. Like you could have just, just been at the company. You could have just stayed at Connecticut and stayed at the office. We don't really need to see you. But since you have your hand in so many cookie jars, you figure that you should be planted anywhere you want to be, which is not cool. And I really feel sorry for these women that you had to endure this stuff. Um, I don't even think that money is enough to, for the pain and suffering that they've probably even had to suffer and the embarrassment also. So with that being said, um, yeah, when this came out, I wasn't surprised. He's an initial fuck boy. He, him and his, his wife knew about all of this shit, I'm sure. The family knew about all of this shit, and they probably tried to cover it all up. Um, but again, you know, one thing about family... They got it. That's their family. They can't really get rid of him. I mean, they can, but you know, that's how it is. For us fans, on the other hand, maybe it's something that we're like, mm, we have to now look back and like say, hey, should we even continue to like put our money into this brand or, you know, because of what he has done? Yeah, it's it's, it's a very interesting way how fan, fans are going to yeah respond to this in general. Uh, Romeo, how do you think WWE, though, should respond to these latest allegations against Vistic Man? That's a good one. He should be gone. 
Capital G, capital O, capital N, capital E. Gone. Mm. Retire, fade off into the sunset. Say, Enjoy yep. the Don't millions even come out and no millions more. Yep. of dollars you have. And go away. I know I know <laughs> the, the stockholders have this belief that it's been like it's been reported that like WWE can't survive without Vince McMahon. Like the stock price is gonna Nonsense. plummet if Vince McMahon is not involved. I'm here to tell you. WWE would be just fine if Vince McMahon goes away. In fact, it might even be better. <laughs> it might even right. be better, especially mm-hmm. when you consider who's We've in been saying this for creative. a long time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know why the, the stockholders have this. You know, like, they, they have all their trust in Vince McMahon. Everything is behind yep. them, behind him. So that's that's just weird to me that, that they don't see that there's a way that this company can mm. survive and go forward without Vince. Well, and even the stockholders, like, they have, I mean, Vince is, like, almost 80 years old. Like, either way, there's no way that they, like, they have to have some sort of faith that there's some sort of backup plan. Because, like, Vince isn't going to live forever either. You know, so, like, I've, you know, so, like, I feel like they, they have to already, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Nick Khan is the succession plan. Like, I think he's the one who will get the, like, the CEO job from Vince whenever, but I think that Vince will try to sell first if they can. Like, I think they'll try to get it over to like a Disney or something, but similar to what the UFC did when they sold, uh, the Fertitta brothers got out as owners, but Dana White, who also was an owner, stayed on as the president and signed like a seven year deal or something like that. I think he stayed even longer, maybe even past that at this point, but he signed like a deal. And there was a part of the deal where the new ownership group, the uh, WME group, would not purchase the UFC unless they were promised that Dana was staying as the president because they didn't know how to run it without him. And Vince is kind Mm -hmm. of like that, except he has trained people like Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon. Mm -hmm. um, You know, there are a couple others that, uh, Triple H, that that could... Even as a team effort, like the three of them, even they probably could fill Vince's shoes to a degree. The the, the crazy thing with Vince is like he hasn't taken a day off, he, you know, ever. He doesn't sleep. He lives and breathes this company, and that's where I think it gets hard for him. Is like to let it go. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, man, you could probably sell this thing for like ten billion dollars. To like a Disney or a, or like a, you know what I mean like to HBO something right some 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 big company will buy this and right and you could take ten billion dollars and just go enjoy the rest of your life you don't have to work every day anymore you can sleep all you want I mean you could even be a consultant to the company to some degree if you wanted a good example of this this is a real quick story but like my my godfather. He was a VPGM for AT&T for like 30 plus years and just recently retired. And because he was so valuable to AT&T and he was, wasn't doing anything, this uh, authorized retailer called him, a guy who had bought like a franchise of, of AT&T stores that are like can sell their products, but they aren't AT&T. They called him and was like, hey, can you work for me 10 hours a week and we'll pay you $200,000 a year? I just need your knowledge on what to do. And he was like, yeah, I could do 10 hours a week for 200,000 a year. <laughs> and like, you know, that's the kind of thing too, where like Vince could also be in a position where it's like, you don't have to be there every day, but like, if they need to call him for something, he can still, he's you know, available. He's yeah. available. Exactly. So it's like, 
you know, it's like I, I, I prefer if he wasn't involved at all at this point personally. Yeah. But but at the very least, they do need to move on. Whether it has to, whether it's because of this specifically or not, it's clear for a long time they needed to move on and try something different, anyways. So like this is kind of and also if you're a talent and you're disgruntled with the WWE right now and you've wanted out of your contract, like now is the time to be loud about that. Like like squeaky wheel now. Like because now it's like they're not gonna want extra backlash and heat and eyes on them. So I think that Very if true. you if you don't want to be a part of that company or you have problems with that company, now's the time to air the grievances because now yeah. is probably because we're also, you know, Sasha and Naomi, like we're gonna talk about that. That was kind of the perfect time for them to to bounce because the company is probably like, We got yeah. enough on our plate, you know, like okay, whatever, like just we don't want to be bothered. Like we're dealing with all this over here. Um, so anyway, yeah, dude, there's just so many layers to this whole thing, but yeah, it is. It is a lot to, to unpack. Like a lot of people are saying in the chat, we do have a super chat donation here from Bala B. Thank you so much for that one. Bala B. He says, the thing is with Vince, we knew the moment one story came forward, the other stories were going to come forward. I doubt this is all there is. Yeah. 100% that this is just this, the floodgates mm-hmm. have opened with the first hush pack, the $3 million <laughs> hush pack through the paralegal. And now it's just going to keep coming out. It's going to keep overflowing on wwe if they feel like they are under the water now it's only going to get deeper the fast the, the more this goes on so that is a great comment there from Valerie reminds and- me reminds me of that the sean watson investigation how you know just kept piling piling on like more and more people came forward yeah yeah no it's it's similar and in a lot of ways it's similar to the speaking out movement one person yeah. had, had is, you yep. know, felt the felt the need Definitely to say something, and ev- everybody started coming out with different people and this whole situation. But this is just one person that it's all coming out on. I think that's the difference between this and the speaking out movement. Chrissy, I do want to ask, like, can WWE continue to keep Vince McMahon in charge of creative realistically with this new report of the $7.5 million to a former wrestler who, you know, he tried to coerce into sexual favors and they denied him and they were demoted and then subsequently released? Like, how does someone with that under them or that type of allegation still be in mm-hmm. charge of creative? I don't, I don't know. Like, and again, I like that you guys have said, like, they feel like Vince just has to be everywhere, has to do everything. And that's, and I think they're afraid to say, no, you don't, we don't, I think we can do this. You have, you've put people in place that can probably take care of this whole thing and you don't have to be around. So I don't know how they've done it. I, I think that he should have been removed long time ago. I mean, you why do you, why do we have so many people like Bruce and all these other guys that are there? Like if you don't trust them to do the job, Vince doesn't need to be, he can go like, you don't have creative, like it's time for you to leave so that others can probably like figure it out. Cause what you're doing right now is not, I mean, it, it's not working for me, but people are still watching the product and it's still, still, you know, for them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still, that's that's the there's there's so many like rock and a hard place sides to this because like the WWE makes more money now than they ever did, you know. Exactly. So it's like, right. but but like they're losing, they're losing the audience money. Or but but yeah. they're yeah it's but it, it's it's this it's a strange thing. 
Um, you know, I compared uh, Vince to Epstein a little earlier. A better comparison would have been like Weinstein, probably. Now that I was kind of thought about mm. it for a second, is kind of the same kind of thing. Where like it's kind of yeah. like, oh, you want yeah, you you want to get a push on. Yeah, like we want you want to push on TV. Okay, well, you know, you do this or that, and then all of a sudden the pay goes up, and then you stop doing it, and yeah. you get fired. It's like yeah. that's you know, um, yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, it's rough. It's it's not a good look at all. Um, like imagine you're a woman's wrestler right now in the locker room, and you hear all this coming uh, out about your boss. Like, yeah, that's awkward. But you look at the easy targets. Like, how do you return to that? Right. You look yeah, at the like, certain do... girls that are might be easy, like Aaliyah or like uh, who knows. Um, give me another one that's probably like trying to like get there, you know, get on TV more. I don't know, but like it might be really hard for these girls and figure out like if I really want to do this, I'll take this L for right now. Some of them, I mean, I don't know if there is a price for your pride or whatever, but. Some people you can't judge them on like why do they make these decisions? And I I, I can't I can't uh, <laughs> I can't even speculate <laughs> on who 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 or what in the company currently. But right. I, the the final exactly. question to kind of put this all together, I'll ask you first, Jensen. Do you believe that this scandal will lead to the end of Vince McMahon in charge of creative and involved with the WWE in a major way? I would say I'm I'm sixty percent sure that he, and mm. this is very close to fifty fifty. I'm sixty percent sure he'll he won't be. He'll 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 at the very least have a much smaller role in the company going forward. But it's gonna depend if more names come out and this continues to pile, you know, the, at a certain point, this the shareholders and the wrestlers and everybody involved are gonna have to start, you know, they're gonna start saying something about it. I mean, it's gonna like it's gonna become a big problem. I mean, right now it's already a big problem. I mean, yeah, 12 million dollars, mm-hmm. ton of money, but. For all we know, this goes deeper into like you know hundred thousand yeah. dollars. I mean a hundred hundred million dollars. I mean Vincent made a lot of money in his time. I mean especially if they wind yeah. up finding out that any of this money was coming from the WWE. Like I, I think right now we're all kind of assuming it's Vince's personal money, but like if it's ever found out that he was taking money out of what the WWE's money is to to pay people off, oh, then that's, that's, a that's whole even worse. Other, oh yeah, that's. Uh, that's a whole other set of problems. He could like that's something that he could probably get fired for immediately. You know, like in yeah. so, right, yeah, yeah. So, but that's the whole thing with this is like how much of it is a moral and how much of it is a, is, is a legal and what can what can anyone do about it if he has to vote himself out of his own position? Like that's that's the I I I can't see him just just voluntarily leaving. But I could see him being like, okay, they know about the twelve million, but like they don't know about this, 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 and this, and like this all. Right, right, right. I need to sell this. I need to sell this mm-hmm, right now. Like, mm-hmm. like so and so is interested. They want to give me all this money. And like the other thing too is, is for like ten billion dollars. That's such generational wealth that like his whole family is taken care of for all of eternity. Like they never yes, like you know yep. like like yep. like if it you know if you're about your family in any way, shape, or form, like take the money. Just take the money and and you've done it. Like you you accomplished the goal. Like no one in your family ever will ever have to work ever. You did it. 
like you did it. Now you can just go sit on a beach somewhere, you know, like like, enjoy your life. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's no way this is the end of it. I mean, there's got to be so much. There's got to be so much more. Like think about all the people that have worked in that company and how many people could have potentially been infected by this kind of stuff. Right. Man. And Laurenitis too. I know we talked, just touched on him, but I mean, he's for sure going to be gone, and he oh, and they're, they're going to, yeah, they're going to give him a big. I know, I think it's, it was a. They said golden parachute and unfightful select, but, um, <laughs> but, but that's the truth. They're going to give him a, a gigantic. Pay- I mean, they're going to literally do for him what they were doing for these women who are speaking out. Like they're they're going to give him hush money essentially, like right. to mm-hmm. to not talk about it and to go off and. You know? Go off into the sunset. Go spend some time with uh, Mama Bella. Uh, <laughs> Christy, okay. what about you? What, what about, what about you? Right? Uh, do you? Do you think this scandal is going to be the end of Vince? I would hope so. I would hope that they were smart enough and like, hey, you know what? We, we can remove this person from this. this Because this. he doesn't have to work. You don't need to be there. Everyone is set. Like, your whole family, everyone you have. That, that's why you have businesses. You have boards, you know the trustees and, you know, have the board that is in charge just in case stuff like this does happen. And, you know, with this happening, I, I feel like more will come out and I just feel like he just really needs to go sit this out and go and enjoy Meet grandpa, like go home, pick up the kids from school. I don't know, but do stuff that you didn't do before. You got so many grandchildren. Home. <laughs> right. Just stay home. You got like, you got like eight, 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 take Linda with eight of them. Take Right, take Linda with you. Y'all go retire because you need to. Be oh involved. no, that, 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 that marriage that. is done. I don't know about that yeah, one. That marriage is done. <laughs> I don't know, that dude. No, that no I don't seems... think I don't think they're done. I don't. Right, I think they're together. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. They are. Well, they haven't lived together paper, since 2019. They haven't lived really? together since 2019. Together but separated. Dude, yeah. to me, okay. to me, uh-huh. they seem. They remind me so much of like. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton back in the nineties, right, like, like, yes. yeah, like, like she knows what's up, like, or at least to some degree, she knows what's up. She, and, knows, she, she knows what happened. Yes. Yeah, and and I mean, I'm not, she, I'm not going to get exactly political like any here. Any other woman has been cheating on, cheated on, right? Well, this is all. I mean, like they're they're tight with Trump and stuff. Like, there, this is a right, group of that's people that saying. all know what yes. they, they're all doing shady stuff and they all know <laughs> mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and 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 once again i'm not trying to get political with it at all i'm just saying like people right. in power in general a lot of these people know about what's going on and they let it happen they let it slide and and and, and now you know every now and then some they get what's coming to them i mean and this just kind of seems like time's up for mcmahon in a lot of ways but also if he wants to, the other side of this, to fight the WWE is such a battle, too. Like, the money yeah. that these women are going to have to spend to fight them in court is going to be... It's going to be... You know, like, who knows? He might even go to court and win somehow. You know what I mean? Then it's wow. like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, cause, just because he has more money. You know? Like, and right. that's, that's, that's the, the sad... You know, I'm not saying because he's innocent. I'm just saying because he's got more money to spend to fight it. You know? So it's yeah. like... I... <sighs> It's such a it's such a tough thing because he's literally for for what you were talking about earlier SP three I'm I'm of the generation of got got into wrestling in the early nineties so to me Vince is basically as close as you get to like a god figure in pro wrestling he kind of created what mm-hmm. modern day wrestling is 
So I don't know if I've ever seen something like this happen to someone who I view in that way, where it's like, not only are you the, the, the owner of this company, you kind of created all, I mean, it's arguable what, you know, cause pro wrestling existed before Vince jr. Obviously, but like what, what we know as pro wrestling sports entertainment, the way it's presented nowadays and all that stuff, like that's Vince's vision. And like, mm-hmm. and, and for all these years, I think that, that it's been a thing where I think a lot of the the people in the WWE have kind of a God complex where Vince felt very um, um, untouchable and he has this aura about him and it's it just these wrestlers just get in these positions or these, even like a Triple H or, or Stephanie. How do you, I've, I've, I've talked about this on other podcasts, but like how do you go up to God and tell them they don't have it anymore? You know what I mean? How could you possibly have that conversation? Like, imagine wow. going to whatever God or higher power you actually believe in, like, in real life, and thinking, like, that they just don't know what's best for us anymore. Like, they've lost touch with... Things have changed so much that they, mm. they're so... That they don't even know what their own creation is anymore. So, like, how do you even have that conversation? You know, because he's always going to have the trump card of being, like, I know what I I know what I what this is because I I made it so like right, my right. opinion <laughs> is the right opinion, which is how he operates. But but then but it's like right. and, and how do you how do you argue that if you're like a Triple H? It's like that's that's true. But at the same time, it's like yes, but your own creation has evolved, and you haven't kept up. And it's that on top of all these allegations. Now it's like now, like let's get some change. He doesn't change the company, you know, go off and make, just go off. I mean, and he, and he's rubbing it in everyone's face too. He wasn't on TV. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. now he's showing up everywhere. You know, it's a bit, and, and to, to go backstage and go, fuck him. You know, that's so arrogant. You know, it's just like, but, but you know, it's true. Like, that's like, yeah, that sounds totally like something Vince would do. So yeah, like wow. like a lot of this is stuff that it doesn't surprise us. And when you hear how Vince is reacting to it, it doesn't surprise you at all. Romeo, what about oh, you? No. Do you believe do you believe the scandal is gonna be the end of Vince? I am surprised he didn't come out on SmackDown. That's that's uh that's progress, right? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, it, it, it literally, no, literally, the news know. came out on Wednesday, and he decided to come out on SmackDown. If he doesn't come out on Monday on Raw, that's surprise. No, no, that's no. I mean, I mean, last night. No, no, no. That the news, the news that came out the first time, it was on Wednesday. So he had two days to be like, you know what? I'm gonna show up on oh. SmackDown. He it didn't happen <laughs> the day of SmackDown. So because mm. because it happened that day of maybe he's like let me think about it and then if he doesn't show up on on Raw then gotcha. you could say that's progress. Gotcha. That Netflix documentary they spent so much money on that. Uh, just <laughs> save that footage. Still. Save yeah, that footage. Save it. Toss it to the side, and then now you start interviewing the the other side of it. Now you started giving the other interviews. Right. And you, yourself, you put the two together. You got, you got yourself a complete like you're trying to do a puff puff piece. Like get out of here with that shit. Nobody was going to buy that yeah. anyways. You contact no Vice and link up and just turn it into a giant dark side of the ring movie. <laughs> <laughs> right there we go. It's funny, Steven. Sell you know, some, some of the stuff you were saying, like it. like. You know, some of the biggest names like Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair have, have also had like falls from grace for things they've done or yes. things they've said. Yep. It's like, yeah, don't meet your heroes, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, but like, as far as like Vince going forward, like, I, I don't know how, how the, the board would work. Like, 
would you have like would Vince still keep his vote? Because if he does, then you, there's nothing to do. His, if his family still has votes, they're going to side with him. Um, the That's smart true. thing to do would yeah. be to do something that Vince McMahon has never done, and that swallow your pride and just walk away before it even gets to that point, before it even gets to a vo- vote. Don't shame right. yourself with that, and just take the step mm-hmm. back and uh, you know eat your losses and swallow your pride. But that's not Invincible McMahon's character. We've never seen that Invincible McMahon's character. So I'm going to say nothing changes and Vince will still be involved somehow, some way. Yeah, and you, you ah. made this, real quick, you made the um, the comparison with Deshaun Watson. I think that's kind of a, a good comparison too, because in the in the situation of like, like everyone knows something's going on with that, but nothing has been like 100% proven yet. So they don't know if they can suspend him not or yet. So it's like, you know, so they're in this spot where it's like, there's all these allegations. There's got to be some truth to this, but like, there isn't enough to suspend him yet. And Vince is kind of in the same kind of boat where it's like, I mean, he was, Deshaun was suspended last season, but like now he's, you know, they're trying to, technically he can play as of right now, but it's, he might not be able to. And Vince is kind of in a similar boat where it's like, there's got to be where there's smoke, there's fire to some degree. Like there's got to be some truth at the, to this at the at the absolute least, and at the most, it's all true, which is also very possible. And there could be more, but we nothing's been like proven yet. And how much of what gets proven is actually illegal? And that's you know, and and so it's like this gray area of like, well, we don't really know. If you, we can't really suspend them yet, but we kind of all feel like it could happen at any moment. Yeah, and, and by the way, to what? um, uh, uh, by the way, to like, we're gonna transition into the next topic. We should we should definitely at some point in time get an apology on air from commentary about the unprofessionalism of Vince McMahon. We need that. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Naomi, yeah, yeah, definitely not gonna happen because you know we're about to get into what we missed, and WWE literally did what they said they never like to do, and that's promote a main event that they don't deliver on. They did that shit last night, so they ain't gonna apologize oh. for that. They ain't gonna <laughs> apologize for Vince being unprofessional. But the main thing, what Jensen said that stuck out to me, is that when we hear, and Chrissy said the same thing, and Romeo said the same thing, when we hear all this stuff, these allegations about Vince, none of us are surprised. I think the thing that will surprise me is if this is the end of Vince in WWE. Yes. That's mm. the only way. That's the part. Yep. of this can surprise me is if it definitely leads to Vince being removed in a major way and they take that interim's tag off of Stephanie and make her the permanent CEO and chairwoman and I said that from the very beginning when we talked about that on uh, you know yeah. two weeks ago yep. he said that's the move this is a this was just a a thing to make it run smoother when more of this stuff comes out now that more right, of this stuff is out right. I think Stephanie is going to be the permanent CEO and chairwoman. But and let's Steven, get it. I, I got the clip for Steven. Hold on. I got the clip for him. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. Thank you, Romeo. Um, you, know, and this, you know, Stephanie, um, like personally speaking, I think she'd probably be the best person to take over in that role. Um, I just feel like Nick Khan's been kind of like, they're, it, I, th- I feel like they, they want him to be that guy. Um, and Triple H just kind of got 
snubbed at the end of the day. Like he looked like he was going to be that guy, and then I just don't know if yeah. he is. But I don't. I never thought Triple H would be on the business side. I thought that the 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 thing to do was to put Triple H in Vince's position now of head of creative because Triple H. I I haven't heard anything about Triple H doing any business moves. Really, it's always been right. Stephanie. That I thought the move when yeah. when Vince dies is Triple H will be in the position of head of creative, and Stephanie will be in the charge of the business end, like she is now. I thought that. And I think was that, the that's move. what Triple because H you, wants. Yeah, you never hear about Triple H doing any type of like business acquisitions for the company. Yeah, and Shane's just doing his thing. Somewhere. <laughs> he like, he like, he like, peace, y'all. I'm out of here. I want to buy some J's. <laughs> well, dude, and how much? I mean, right. that's true. But, and this is, this is heavy speculation. This is not, this is me just thinking out loud. But, like, oh. honestly, how much, how much of, like, Shane bailing in that really weird way. And, like, Stephanie was about to take this hiatus. Like, did they know that, you know what I mean, that something was about to happen? You know, like, I just, it just makes me think, like, when these weird big yep. moves start happening yep. and stuff, it's yep. like, is word kind of out backstage that, like, or, or within the household that, like, okay, mm-hmm. now's the time to get out before this starts piling down. And now that it's starting to pile on Vince, maybe now they're like, well, the cat's out of the bag. And Stephanie's like, all right, well, the plan was always if something happened to dad that I got to be the one to step in and, and fix it, you know? So it's like, yep. yeah, who... Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> SB3. Well, SB3. We... What year did Shane McMahon leave originally to go do his um, other ventures? That was like 2010, the end of 2009 gotcha. into 2010. So we, 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 it's very interesting. And we'll have more about this whole Vince drama, some more fallout in our news rundown. But let's get into what we missed. Of course, last Saturday, we had WWE Money in the Bank. Uh, the, the show had a lot of big moments, but it was mostly about Liv Morgan, who won the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match uh, to open the show and then went on to cash in on Ronda Rousey following her win over Natalya to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bobby Lashley beat Theory to win the WWE United States Championship. Uh, you also had the Usos defeat uh, Street Profits in an excellent tag team bout to retain the undisputed WWE tag team titles in controversial fashion as Montez Ford had his shoulder up on the pin. Theory, though, he went on after losing the United States Championship to be added into the main event as a last-minute replacement, a last-minute eighth entrant into the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, and won. So he is now the <laughs> youngest Money in the Bank winner in WWE history. There's a bunch of fallout from the show in a post-match uh, interview with Ariel Awani of BT Sports. Liv Morgan revealed that Ronda Rousey, after that win uh, for the Smash down women's championship told her you deserve it Liv then went on to call her victory the greatest moment of her life so far saying i've literally i've worked my whole entire life for this ariel it doesn't feel real to have it in my hands even though i'm holding it even though i see it i feel it i can't believe it's mine you have to kill me to get this out of my hands this is the greatest moment of my life so far and then her uh ronda rousey's personal photographer michael mardons took to his instagram story with a photo from ringside claiming that ronda rousey never wanted or asked to be the smackdown women's champion he said in a quote respect to ronda rousey who never wanted or asked to be a champion and demanded that the most passionate 
pro wrestler be rewarded the most prestigious title in our industry hashtag respect so he's basically alluding that ronda rousey was the one that kind of was the the voice backstage to make Liv morgan this champion and then uh per dave Meltzer of the wrestling observer on wrestling observer radio he said that the current plan is to have morgan defend her gold against rousey on july 30th at SummerSlam, and that was made official on smackdown last night but just about Liv morgan here christy love what was your response to the big night for Liv? surprising everyone by winning money in the bank and then cashing well not surprising that she cashed it in the same night because that's the same goddamn story <laughs> they've told five years straight in wwe but the big night for Liv. what was your thoughts chrissy chrissy you're muted you're muted Again, <laughs> Chrissy, Chrissy, as per usual, muting herself and not being able to unmute. <laughs> I think she's going crazy. To... I don't know what's going on. I know, I know. You might have to unplug. <laughs> okay, here you plug, plug it back in. Uh, <laughs> Jetson, what did you think about uh, Liv Morgan's huge night? Okay, so me and you discussed this a little bit already uh, on live round. So I'm going to sound a little bit like a broken record here, but for the audience over here at True Hill Heat, I'll give you my thoughts. That ladder match was uh, 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 ass. That was a terrible <laughs> match. That was a terrible match. Um, I was not a fan of that. Um, now, Liv winning, good for her, right? Like, people wanted that for a long time. She's got a big fan base. She seems like she loves the wrestling business, loves WWE. Like, she, I'm, I'm happy for her getting that money in the bank win. Okay. And then you get to the Ronda thing. And, her winning the title, I don't really have so much of an issue with, like, because, like, good for Liv, right? Once again, like, she's being rewarded for her loyalty, and she's gotten over, and she's improved, and she's marketable, and, like, good for her for getting a title. Um, but that was, it, now, it's going to hit different for someone like me, someone like Romeo that follows the UFC. Ronda Rousey reacting the way she did was so stupid to me. Like, like, <laughs> like when, when, when Rondo would lose in the UFC, she would literally disappear for like entire years at a time, oh do no media, like, like would, would sulk about it. If you brought it up, like if you went up to her in an airport and asked for a picture, like she wouldn't take, she put her like her hoodie over her head and, and her glasses or sunglasses on and like walk past you. And like, she does not handle losing well at all mm -hmm. now in real life if she lolly if she uh uh lobbied for live to get the title that's one thing and you can take care of that backstage behind closed doors you know woman to woman and like have that moment backstage but for me as a fan it really takes me out of it when i see terrible ladder match to win the title <laughs> or sorry to win the, the briefcase mm -hmm. terrible ladder mm -hmm. match. and then you beat Ronda in the cheapest way possible as a baby face like you know like it's the cheapest way possible like to come out when she's already hurt right after a match beat her but once again you're happy for Liv because like good for her for finally doing it she deserves some sort of recognition this is good for her happy for her but then Ronda hugs her and you're like Rhonda, like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's like, wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you should have beat the hell out of her for beating you in such yep. a cheap way mm -hmm. for the title, Mrs. I hate losing. Like, you will be <laughs> yep. very happy to lose that match. Like that. What was that? So, 
And and here's the other side of this. So it's at SummerSlam, you said, SP3, they're going to run that back. Liv Morgan and Ron Rousey yeah. in an actual match. I will give yep. Liv Morgan a 0% chance of retaining the title in that match. Ronda Rousey is... Ronda Rousey is... Say it again, friend. Say it Ron, again for the people in the back. Say it again. Ronda Rousey is going to make Liv Morgan tap so hard, they're going to be able to hear the taps outside <laughs> of the arena. On the, on the, out on the streets, they're going to oh be like, God. what's that noise? What's that noise around <laughs> us? What's that clapping noise we're hearing? It's... Oh, my it's, God. Yeah, it's... She, so this is going to be a very short-term thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so Liv got her night. Good for her. I think that's, and that's it. right back to Ronda at SummerSlam. Yeah. Consolation, consolation prize for 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 all your hard work. You get to win the title, and then you're gonna lose it to Ronda. I don't think they will do that. I think maybe uh, Romeo's favorite might come back and cost Ronda the the matchup. I think that's the only way. And uh, to answer Tuan Mac, who says Ronda out here clout chasing off of uh, Liv's popularity, that part <laughs> is true. But he says now Ronda is here booking shit. She did book a lot of the angles in the in the natalia storyline apparently <laughs> and i'm and i'm sorry twan i believe ronda doing something good for Liv morgan more than wwe after the fucking seven it's years true. that we've seen he, them book yeah. Liv morgan it's more That's realistic true. that ronda rousey That's was true. like give the title to live than this man would <laughs> we we just established what this <sighs> man is willing to do for someone who does favors for him but he ain't willing to do a lot of favors for people who are hard working like Liv morgan just saying. Uh, Chrissy Love, what's your, what's your response to Liv Morgan's huge night? Um, Very exciting. Um, did not think that she would have been the winner. But, you know, that was, Bunny in the Bank wasn't a good night for me. So, hey, whatever. Um, very unpredictable card. Thought that something was so easy. You see it on our roundtable. I did it. Me and Ness. You can watch that on our YouTube channel. Um, gave our prediction and thoughts on the match. Uh... Great. I mean, we've seen the women do this. We've no woman has held the briefcase very long. I think that now it's now becoming more of a joke for when the women do do money in the bank because it's not very. It's not. It's no seriousness to it at all. Like, theory's gonna walk around and you know haunt people and run around with this shit for like how long and be annoying. Haunt but yet you have homegirl. I don't imagine him like popping up from behind a corner and like scaring someone. Right, I just do something stupid, right? You know what I'm saying? But it's like <laughs> selfies. I'm on happy people. she got unsuspecting. Yes, yes. I'm happy she got her moment after seven years. Bravo for her. But unfortunately, I agree. Like Jensen, I don't see her having a, a long reign. I'm just, I'm sorry. I just do not see it. And it's sad because she 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 she's more popular. The people are on her side. The people are behind her. It's kind of like the reverse Becky Lynch, you know, saga of how that happened with Becky. So I'm happy for her, and I'm happy that you know she's getting this momentum. But I don't think the reign will be very long. It feels very similar to Nikki Ash, but you brought Probably up so. uh, last year. You brought up theory, according to Dave Meltzer in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Theory was always planned the men's Money in the Bank winner on the success of the show. Fightful Select had a backstage report saying that WWE reportedly uh, circulated internal documents touting the event's success. It was the most viewed Money in the Bank show in WWE history. It reported. 
reportedly drew the second highest gate in the event's history as well. And lastly, merchandise for the show is said to have increased 95% from last year's Money in the Bank show, which previously was the highest selling in merchandise for the event. And the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that WWE Money in the Bank had around uh, 9,200 pay-per-view buys, the company's best number since WrestleMania, and that's up 29% from Hell in a Cell. But Romeo, what's your thoughts on Theory becoming Mr. Money in the Bank and kind of denying us of all the cool options we talked about on the preview <laughs> show last week here? Theory. <sighs> we should have got points to technically because he wasn't even a part of the match when we made our right? predictions. No, <laughs> you don't get points. That's fair. See, thank you. See? It's not our fault. We didn't know that. They did that part last minute. I didn't like the Romeo. way it was done. Like, you know, losing a U.S. title match. And, hey, why don't you go into the Money in the Bank match? Like, Lashley right. should be pretty upset about that. Yes. Um, and Adam Pierce coming out, speculating there's another person in the in the match. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is Cody about to come here with one arm and just grab the briefcase and somehow at the end? Do some, right, yeah. Like, oh, right, right. theory, really? Oh, blue balls the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't mind them trying to push someone new, push a young star. You know, Theory is a future star. But I got to tell you, I kind of right, just see butt. this all going up in flames. And, and it's just going to be another notch on the resume of Roman Reigns, you know, who's been on quite the run. He's got everything else on his resume, you know, stacked, yep. pinned, the money in the mm-hmm, bank, mm-hmm. briefcase holder, you know. Nobody ever co- overcomes those odds. It's like they're gonna put that on Roman's resume. Yep. Seems like it. It seems like it. One hundred percent. It doesn't seem like Austin uh, Theory is gonna win the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. But nope. on on more brighter news, you had AEW Dynamite this week. They did nine hundred seventy nine thousand viewers. Uh, the show featured another new champion over there as Wardlow defeated Scorpio Sky in a street fight opener to win the TNT Championship. John Moxley defeated Brody King in a hard-hitting main event to retain the interim AEW World Championship. Christian Cage went absolutely ham on Jeff Hardy, bringing up his issues with <laughs> alcohol in a promo against Matt Hardy. You also had the Jericho Appreciation Society had Ty Conti slam a car door on Ruby Soho's hand to get into Eddie Kingston's head for revenge after blood and guts. And also Thunderstorm, my new favorite tag team name, defeated yep. Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir in a fun tag team bout. Jensen, what did you think of about dynamite this week and what do you think about warlow and is warlow enough to turn around the fortune of the tnt championship <laughs> um so i really enjoyed dynamite this past wednesday um i was surprised on the spotlight on on thursday morning when me and jeremy were talking about it he was he like wasn't that into the episode but then i found out his check didn't clear from aew so if that makes sense uh, but um that's what happens but, that's yeah. what happens Hey, when you those checks rolling in, you know, for us to talk about AEW, you know, <laughs> positively over and fightful, you gotta sweeten the pot a little bit, TK. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I am over here, like surrounded by. I just got this AEW action figure yesterday. This is the uh, Corazon De Leon, Chris Jericho. Everybody. Um. And, um. But yeah, no, I, 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 I love AEW. Everyone knows that. I, I, it's, it's my favorite. So like, um, yeah, I thought it was a great episode. 
um, Wardlow as TNT champion. I think that this was it was smart for a lot of reasons, like storyline wise, the way they built him, how over he is, all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. all good. Um, but I also think this is the timing of this happening at the same time that they just introduced that all Atlantic championship. I think right. the idea there is like Pack can have those like banger matches on like every AEW show. Like whether it's like Rampage, Dark, even a Dynamite, or even if you like took that on the Indies or something, it'd be cool. Like defend it in a few places on the Indies or something. Have it be like a real workhorse championship. While Wardlow was kind of like doing his thing and like, you know, probably a mixture between just squashing people and also the occasional like real match. And yeah, it's a it's a slow build, long long term kind of process for him. He's very good already. Like it isn't something where like he needs like a ton of improvement. Like when he has to do kind of stuff outside of the comfort zone of what we normally see him do, he he seems to succeed. Like like on Wednesday, pretty much from the time that he hit that swanton until the finish of the match was like he was ultra over. Like they were ready for him. They wanted the pop for him to win that championship so bad. And he got it done. And I'm glad he did because I didn't like the Scorpio and Sammy Guevara stuff with them going back and forth with the title. And Scorpio, unfortunately, is in this weird position kind of like to not succeed because he's surrounded by Dan Lambert, who he doesn't fit great with, in my opinion. Ethan Page is getting lost in the mix and and sometimes overshadows Scorpio depending on what they're doing. And like Scorpio just wasn't in a great spot as a TNT champion to begin with. So I think for Wardlow, it's going to be more about just like a destructive title run. And I don't think he's going to lose that title before he gets a title shot, if that makes sense. So like he'll stay undefeated with this belt and eventually maybe it'll be like an option C type scenario where he like turns in the TNT title for a shot at the world title. Cause they've already alluded to him and CM Punk, him wanting that match. Um, and I think it's also possible that if MJF comes back and beats CM Punk for that title, that that's a really easy in for Wardlow into the world title mix too. Like to have him feud with MJF, having that, having destroyed him the last time that they wrestled. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I think it makes all the sense in the world for them to have the title on Wardlow right now. Yeah, I, I think you, you said it right. He's going to have like a similar uh, run to what Goldberg did with the U.S. title. He's going to yeah. hold it on. He's going to destroy people until he gets up to the heavyweight championship. Uh, you also had last night AEW Rampage. You had Eddie Kingston defeat Takeshna in a great opener. Once again, Takeshna getting over it despite a loss. Later, he challenge uh, Eddie Kingston challenged Chris Jericho to a barbed wire death match at Firefest Week Two on July twentieth <laughs> uh, during Shark Week. So Jericho Appreciation Society will be locked in a shark cage. Oh, uh, Orange gosh. Cassidy beat Tony Nese. <laughs> Marina <laughs> uh, Deeb and Mercedes Martinez picked up <sighs> another tag team win, but Deeb uh, turned on Mar- Martinez post match to stake her claim for the ROH Women's World Championship. Jonathan Gresham That's turned be a on Lee Morgan. 
yeah, Jonathan Gresham turned on Lee Moriarty, allowing him to lose to the Gates of Agony, and he joined up with Tully Blanchard Enterprises. Now it's going to be Jonathan Gresham versus Lee Moriarty next week on AEW Rampage for the ROH World Championship. Romeo, I know you were down on what happened on Dynamite this week. He didn't get his check either, Jensen. And, uh, <laughs> but what do you think about Rampage kind of being used as part AEW, part ROH to build to Death Before Dishonor? I mean, it's nice to like build up ROH Death Before Dishonor, but how many people are watching this? You know, the, right. the, the ratings are what half half of Dynamite at least. So you're gonna have to get some of that stuff on Dynamite. Um, but like the the, the Eddie Kingston uh, uh, Jericho news, uh, I'm glad that's the kind of match because I was one of those guys. I was wondering what are they gonna do next? They they gotta set each other on fire. Something's gotta be an inferno <laughs> match. Like how do you top blood and guts? But it's a, a barbed wire death match. Okay, the shark cage stuff. That's a a little distracting. Like that could be very distracting from the actual match. Uh, what was that match that Jericho Jericho was in a shark cage? You remember? Uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens at Royal Rumble 2017. I think it's and just like, Jericho loves shark cages. That's what I think. <laughs> and Jericho Jericho stole the all the attention in that match just in the shark cages. No, that match was, was hilarious. Awesome. That match was oh, freaking was, awesome. I, rem I remember Jericho and his uh, facial expressions the most out of that match. <laughs> you just love you just love looking at Jericho's face. That's what I took that I take that as. Hey, um, Corazón de Leon. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> you can see yeah, Jericho. Jericho's, uh, Jericho's young face here. Look at that guy. Oh, we got to put him full. Look screen. at that. Look at that. The lion heart. Lion Lionheart. <laughs> Take it out of the package. Uh, this this <laughs> one's staying in. I know. I know. I normally do though. Like, uh, I wish you could see my wall over here. I can't move my camera, but yeah. I mean, I I got a ton of AEW action figures. Most of them are out of the box. I, I buy some doubles for like ones that I think are going to be valuable later on. Keep them in the box. Know. Put them in my put them in a little box. Throw in my closet and just sell them later on. Anyways, yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, we got a super chat donation here from uh, Chase Oliver, who says Christian finally uh, gave Luchasaurus some meat. Uh, some friend, Jungle Boy, was just giving giving our boy uh, leaves and forcing him to be. Great super chat. Great super chat. Great super chat donation there, Chase. I love, I love this. <laughs> We're really going, going all the way in with uh, Christian controlling a dinosaur. Christian but is Christian the must see part of Dynamite every week. I, I love how now they're just promoting. We hear from Christian and Luchasaur with Luchasaurus every week. It's going to be that we hear from him. We hear from him. He has, and it's just going to be how, like how what type of fucked up shit is he going to yeah. say? This week? Yeah, he's going to eventually have to dig up Luke Perry's grave. I want something like he's going to. No, it's going to go on. No, the best idea is <laughs> no, you him can't do that. Out to the nine hundred two one zero D theme. That would be. If he comes uh, out to that. Uh, that what yeah. you said? That would be. Oh my god! Do it. No, that that'd be so good. That would be great. Or, or have, oh, yeah, have Mikey Ruckus do a do a do a remix version of it. Yeah, I mean we're tuning in to see what kind of fucked up shit Christian's gonna say this week. Mm. Absolutely, and and also Chase adds that uh, top five AEW figure in your opinion. What is it? Um, 
Oh man, I mean, this is take way too much time, but I'll, I'll I'm just looking over <laughs> at my wall of of AEW figures over here. Um, I really like the Sting figure. Um, I like well, there's a regular Sting, and there's another one like a Luminary, um, a Walmart exclusive that has Sting's face paint, half Sting, half Darby. Um, I like that one a lot as well. Um, so do you have a bloody Britt Baker? I do not. I have the bloody Cody and Dustin though. Um, but I do want, I do want that Brit at some point. I also want the mock. There's a bloody, uh, Moxley and and Kenny from, uh, their, their, uh, exploding match or whatever. Um, I really like the TN. (laughs) I, I really like the, uh, the TNT title Cody Rhodes. Um, and there's so many good ones. Uh, I also like. I mean, I'm a big Cody Mark, obviously. I like his LJN style figure too, just because it's like a throwback. Is oh yeah, I wear this for you, Jensen. I wear this for you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank I wear you. this just just for you. And to answer this one from uh, Tuan Max saying, originally it was Santana and Ortiz having beef with Jericho. Then they switched gears to it being about Jericho and Kingston, huh? It was always about Jericho and Kingston, actually. Yeah. It was, that's the reason why Santana and Ortiz had beef with Jericho because they're longtime friends with Eddie Kingston. It was Jericho's issues with Kingston with that Kingston. caused the yep. rift between Santana and Ortiz and Jericho. But yep. yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just stating what they put out there. <laughs> I still got to get if that. You, if, we, if you were more involved in the Santana and Ortiz versus Jericho feud, you're totally shame on you. Uh, you're totally no. You're totally you're totally that's totally fine. But it was originally Kingston and Jericho the whole time. Yes, yes. And also also throw out just real quick, um the Luchasaurus figure and the Orange Cassidy figures also would be on my list. Those are both really, really, really the well good done. Luchasaurus. Now yeah. you get the evil one. <laughs> can the Orange Cassidy yeah. one put his hands in his pocket? Yeah, he can. Yeah. He comes with a denim and like the way I have Better. it displayed is like I got he has him with the, the little thumbs up too. So I have one hand <laughs> in the pocket one with the little thumbs up. And I, uh, I just ordered uh, Best Friends in Chris Statlander, too. So I'm going to have all of them lined up together. So. Nice. Stable. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, last night, besides Rampage, was WWE SmackDown. I'm sorry, Miss Chrissy Love. This must have been a hard episode for you to get through. Uh, Roman Reigns <laughs> made his return to the show with Paul Heyman cutting his usual spectacular promo to hype up Roman's last match with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. But it's <laughs> a lot great. been there, done that. You also had Theory mm-hmm. uh, taunting him, haunting him, as Chrissy Love said earlier. Drew okay, McIntyre was supposed to face Sheamus the entire show, and then they just randomly, Sheamus said he had COVID. He faked wow. COVID. <laughs> yes, they, they legitimately said that, and then Butch, wow. Butch replaced him and had a two-minute match where Drew McIntyre beat him. He then beat up uh, Rich Holland, and then Sheamus mm. stood eye-to-eye with, uh, with, with Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre had his sword and looked like he was going to cut Sheamus' head off until he jumped off the apron, and then Drew cut the, the top rope, and the explosion went off. This was one of the worst endings to SmackDown I have ever seen in my life. Um, Lacey Evans turned turned heel uh, on the fans and hit her hit uh, her tag team partner Aaliyah with the woman's right. I love this. I, I like them listening to the fans and realizing that Lacey Evans oh, is an, is a heel. Uh, and then Ronda Rousey defeated Natalia with an ankle lock and set up her rematch against Liv Morgan 
for SummerSlam. And of course, we had our juices of our guilty pleasures. <laughs> this was the best part of the damn show. What the fuck is this? This was the best part of the show. Jensen, you haven't sent in your application? You haven't sent in your application? I legitimately have no idea any of this is okay please explain i, I saw sp3 i saw you I should saw got, you, should, you guys should up. definitely send, a, send in um his um resume for so that you guys can have so we can have the juices titillated for you guys really gotta do you it. you well, gonna have chase you love no. to be was this to be like the person yeah, who goes, I, through, goes through the applications no it's uh it's the former uh la knight aka eli drake he's now max <laughs> dupree <laughs> And he has a Dupree. modeling, a male, a male modeling agency <laughs> called Maximum Male Models. And the first two weeks of their act have been them, uh, have been the former mace of retribution, who is now Mache, and he's Mache. now a male model, as well as Mansoor, who is now Mansois. Yeah, and so this week Steven, we had you, their if, tennis collection. If Steven sent in his application, it could be Stefan. Jensen. Stefan Jensen, that's great. <laughs> oh, Stefan, yeah, dude, that uh, is, that just, oh, okay. My okay. face hurts so bad. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, like who, like, yeah. I, I, I know, I know that there's, I know there's like an eighty-year-old man who right like here. has the final decision, but like, who thinks this is gonna work out well for anyone involved in that? Like. That's just I legitimately I'm so disconnected from the WWE product. I watch it once a month on pay-per-view, and outside of that, unless I know Cody's gonna be doing something like that, I need to go to my way to watch this that I had I had no idea about all that. Oh, man. Um I man, what a run that guy's guys had what a run that guy's had, by the way. He was like uh, a Dio Madden. He was like a commentator for a couple weeks. Brock just like destroyed, destroyed him that him. one week and then he disappeared and then he was Mace. Mace. And now this is what he's got. So, uh, good luck. Hey, this, good luck is, with that. this is better than retribution, to be fair. Yes, uh, really well, to be is. fair, back is. everything. His acting is Chrissy okay. Is he, are you okay, Chrissy? I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, retribution like is arguably the worst story they've ever done. So, like, it can only go. Yes, up from it there. is. It really is, though. Yes. I feel so bad for Donovan Dijak. Like that he like that's what his run was. How's he doing, by the way? Is he doing anything yeah. now or doing nothing? He was in he he's was still in called T Bar. Yes, he's still T Bar, wow. even though Retribution is not around. But speaking of Raw, which T Bar is still, I think, still a member of, uh, they right. did one point five six three million viewers. The show featured the fallout from Money in the Bank, with Theory challenging Bobby Lashley to a rematch for the U.S. title at SummerSlam, and then he lost to Lashley in the Street Profits in a six-man tag with Alpha Academy. Meanwhile, SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan teamed with Raw Women's Champion. Uh, uh, Bianca Belair to defeat Natalia and Carmella. You also had Becky Lynch defeat Asuka in a no holds barred main event. Really good matchup as per usual with those two ladies. Uh, yeah, Otis threw up as well after doing a hot dog eating contest with uh, Angelo Dawkins. I had to mention that because I see it in the back end. Uh, you also had Miz and, Tom and Champa 
formed a partnership as they uh, beat up uh, AJ Styles. So it seems to be teasing that we're going to do AJ Styles and Logan Paul versus Miz and Ciampa, maybe, possibly. And also, uh, Steph Rollins defeated Ezekiel. And then after the match, Riddle delivered uh, RKO to Seth Rollins. So we might get those two at SummerSlam as well. But that's not the only big event coming up or that happened this week. WWE NXT 2.0 Great American Bash, Romeo's favorite show of the week, did 593,000 viewers. The show featured Braun Breaker uh, beating Cameron Grimes to retain the NXT Championship. Post-match, JD McDonough re-debuted to attack Breaker and lay him out with the Devlin side through a picnic table. You also had Carmelo Hayes defeat uh, Grayson Waller in a pretty good matchup to retain the NXT North American Championship. And Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade beat Toxic Attraction to become the new NXT uh. Women's Tag Team Champions. What was your thoughts on the Great American Bash, Romeo? Uh, kind of mid. But, yes. um, I would. I, yeah. I said. I said that that's the best way to describe it because I felt like the first hour yeah. was awful, and then the second hour was good. It was good. So Listen, when 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 uh <laughs> when one of my co-hosts on the watch along, one doesn't even show up, and the other one dips before the show's over, it was the Great American Nap. It was the Great American <laughs> Nap. Yeah, I'm sorry, so, uh, friend. I am so sorry for you. That's usually uh, what happens like... on the Fourth of July, though. <laughs> the great American well, yeah, it was the it was the fifth of July. It was that was a Tuesday. <laughs> That's but, true. Um, I'll say I'll say I like uh, JD McDonough debuting. Uh, him and he, he and Braun should be all right. And uh, Cameron Grimes, I mean, there's nothing left for him to do in NXT. I, I'd like to see him on the main roster now. I mean, I know you got to say your prayers when you want to see someone on yeah. the main roster, but you know, hopefully they, mm. they do him they do right by him. Or He's as, one of my faves. You, my boy Blue, put it mid American trash. That's a, that's, mm, that sounds about right. That's that's actually very accurate. But Amazing Tribe says it was okay. So yeah, mid okay. I think those are around the same kind of uh, <laughs> same kind of rating. But. GCW had a couple of great shows. We talked about their first two shows of the weekend last week. Uh, they also had a rock and roll forever from Evansville. You had Blake Christian defeat Shane Mercer to continue his winning streak on his way to a GCW World Championship matchup. The second gear crew beat Alex Colon, Akira, and Dale Patricks in a crazy six-man tag. Just watch it from Matthew Justice uh, doing a dive out of the freaking uh, the freaking balcony. Uh, Cole Radrick beat uh, Joey Janela in one of his biggest wins yet and Rock and Roll Express defeated the Rejects in the main event. You also had the Backyard Wrestling uh, 4 which was just Complete and utter shenanigans. Uh, I've only watched halfway through that, but the the four-on-four tag is what I would say you have to watch with uh, the Cambodian warrior, uh, Yoya, going crazy on on people and uh, one called Manders hitting people with corn. That was pleasant. What (laughs) stood out for you with these two shows? I know you're a big GCW fan, Jensen. Yeah, no, I mean... Those backyard wrestling shows are a lot of fun, especially if you don't go into it like taking it too serious. Because like that's kind of the whole point is like seeing people do stuff off like trampolines and into like above ground swimming pools and stuff like that. Like, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was funny that they did uh, Joe Janela versus Donnie Janela because that's been a long time coming. Um, I used to watch Donnie Janela back when he was known as um, Donnie Primetime. And when when Joey Janela pretty much like went to AEW and was taking less indie bookings, he started doing the whole Donnie Janela gimmick, which was kind of funny because so my brother, I talk about my brother a lot. And like, I always talk about how my brother isn't a wrestling fan. He never watches wrestling by himself, but because he's around me so often, he sees such a variety of it. And he actually knows a lot more than like an average wrestling fan does just because he's around me so much. And it was so funny because my brother saw Joey Janela for the first time, like a few months back. And my brother thought he was ripping off Donnie Janela because he had seen Donnie Janela so many times watching IWTV with me that he was like, Oh wait, the guy that we've been watching, he's the ripoff of this guy. Like he did, like he didn't know he had seen it backwards, which I just think is so, so funny. Um, and then, you know, I talk about Cole Radrick all the time. Uh, he's a guy, another guy I've been a fan of for probably probably five years or so. And, and the, he's probably the most um, the most improved wrestler I've seen over that time span. Like, he's doing great stuff in GCW. He got hurt the other weekend, and, you know, that that was, you know, he had to go to the hospital. Him and Hoodfoot both wound up. Hoodfoot got it worse. Like, he yeah. wound up with, like, We, we talked about that Hoodfoot okay. with, the, with the light tube. That was crazy. Yeah. That, yeah. How that blood was gushing out of... Uh, yeah, horrible. that's. I mean, that's rough. Um, and I'm a big Hoodfoot fan. I'm a big Cole Radrick fan. I never want to see those guys getting hurt. You know, it's, you know, I just want them to be safe, you know, have long, prosperous... You know, uh, make make your money, have a good career. You know what I mean? Like, and Cole's such a good kid. Like, I've I've had the opportunity to talk to him a handful of times, and um, he's a guy I always try to link up with. If I'm at, if I'm at a GCW show, like, I, I I'm such a fan. For him to get a win over Joe Janela is very big for him because one of the things he always was telling me was he's like, man, I love doing these scrambles. I love that I got a spot on the show. I love that I'm 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 you know over with the crowd. But he wanted more singles matches to like really show what he can do, and he's been getting that more lately. I mean, even getting one-on-one matches with uh, like Alex Cologne, the the ultraviolet champion, and stuff like that. Like he has a pinfall win over technically as well. So Cole's doing really, really good stuff. I'm I'm a, I'm a very big fan. And then the last thing I'll mention is Blake Christian. Um, the, his his rise has been uh has been fun to watch, and with like his new look, um, the kind of a yeah. new attitude. I don't, I still don't see him beating Mox for the title, but he's one, but he, but he's way, I really, and I don't want to get into this for a variety of reasons, but I really felt like they were, that everything was, was heading towards AJ Gray winning that championship. And then for a variety of reasons that didn't happen. And now they're trying to figure out the best person to succeed Mox because because they are I mean here's the thing as long as you have access to Mox I'm fine with him being the GCW champion for a long time but the only problem with him is that he's not there that often and yeah. you know years back you know especially as I became more and more of a fan of the company it was during the I really got into it during the reign of Nick Gage where he was defending the title like it felt like on every show and he had the belt for like two years straight and it was like it may, it may have been even longer than that he had the belt for like forever and and you got used to seeing GCW title matches often on these shows, and it was a big deal. Um, and it's just one of those things where, like, 
I don't know who the best person to beat Mox is. And Blake Christian might be the best option. He legitimately might be. But I don't know. Personally speaking, I would keep the belt on Mox over um, over Blake Christian personally. J- just, I don't know what it is. I, I think, I think this might be like the first match of maybe like two or three. And then you can have him lose this first one and it might make him better, a better contender to beat Mox the next time. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that too. I mean, you know, someone else that I think kind of uh, is kind of like a dark horse right now in that mix, that given the right push, I could see Jordan Oliver going all the way potentially, because um, he's if he could get some some more quality because he's been winning more recently, and and I can see. Because he's also, quote-unquote, kind of more of like a homegrown GCW guy. He's been wrestling since he was like a teenager there, though. But like most of his main exposure has been through GCW. And he's he's getting a, you know he's getting into his 20s now. He's starting to fill out a little bit more. Kind of his big knock was always like that he was like lanky and skinny. And like he hadn't like filled out his body yet. Kind of the same thing that like Nick Wayne is going through currently. Just because he's like a literal teenager. Like, they're, like Jordan started to kind of put it all together. And I could see him maybe being the guy potentially as well, uh, depending on how long Mox is going to hold that belt for. Um, but yeah, GCW's got great stuff going on. And, and luckily for them, they have a lot of interesting titles. Like they got the ultraviolet championship that they can, they can put out there. Um, the SGC can, can keep doing these, like the combinations of different tag team matches and a whole bunch. I mean, they, they got plenty of stuff they can do, but it would be nice to see a, a GCW champion that's there more often than Mox is. But at the same time, yeah. if you're GCW, I don't blame you at all for wanting that title on Mox if you have access to him. I mean, it, 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 he the eyes he brings into the company is stuff they've never seen before. So, Facts. Uh, and then finally, you had Impact on Access TV. They had Mia Yim defeat Deanna Parazza in the main event to earn a shot at Jordan Grace for the Impact Knockouts World Championship at Emergence on August 12th. And they had the debut of Alan Angels, former AEW star, in a very good matchup coming up short to X Division champion Speedball Mike Bailey. But that brings us into our news rundown. And we got someone popping in at a wedding uh, joining us. A familiar face, as per usual, the Brock Lesnar of the True Hill Heat podcast, <laughs> Mister Top Guy JJ, looking looking good, looking sharp, gentlemen. What it do? What it do, fellas? What it do, peoples? What's up, hey. family? I can't see the chat currently because I know I just popped out for a couple minutes. You know, just just sort of sort of bride and the and the groom do their thing. But you know, I was like looking dapper, looking very dapper, very dapper. Appreciate it. Appreciate yes. it. Uh, we got we got some news that you might want to hear about because you you've been someone who has uh, said your your thoughts on the whole Sasha Banks and Naomi saga, and we got our latest update. PW, uh, come on, we want this guy report. cursing at a wedding. We want him to curse at a yes. wedding. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> PW Insider reports that Sasha Banks and Naomi have been removed from the internal roster in WWE this past week. WWE has not confirmed that the two have been released in the company. 
but until now they were included on the internal list of talent. There have also been rumblings that Banks is set to do signings outside of WWE in the fall, but no official word yet. Fightful Select reports they learned that both stars had disappeared from other internal rosters as far back as weeks ago. However, nobody that they spoke to from WWE's digital team have been instructed to remove the talent from the website. As widely noted, there was an instance in which a fan side touting Sasha was edited out of images for SmackDown previously. She was also edited out of the 2017 return of Paige in a new top 10 video after Paige had uh, officially left the company. Uh, the Fightful report also goes on to state that according to, to WWE sources, WWE creative is operative on the op assumption that Naomi and Sasha Banks aren't returning whatsoever. One member of the creative team said they, they have not heard of any contingency plans or creative prepared in the event that things come together. Top guy JJ will ask you first, what do you think about this latest update on Sasha and Naomi? They trying to hold off as long as possible before these, before these bastards can actually let them go. You know, this is just literally, this is just like a, a, game, a game of chess or a game of checkers, whichever you want to call it, of how long can they hold them off before letting them go to another company and really thrive and draw numbers somewhere else. That's all this is. This is a game of hold'em. You know, we're, we're, we're playing our cards. We're holding them as long as possible. We're going to drag this out as long as we can. If we can keep them off any other program until 2023, great. If not, damn. Because if they're able to get something going on by, like, full gear or something like that, that would be pretty, pretty epic. But um, I, I, all I see from here is the WWE is just trying to hold people. They're just trying to hold them down. They're just trying to hold them as long as possible. Not, not much to it, but it's obvious. It's just like a game of hold them again. Um, but this is classic WWE shit. They did the same thing with, with Pac. They did the exact same thing with him. They, they tried to do it with Alistair Black, but they didn't even realize that they screwed up their own contract negotiations. <laughs> so, like they, they, they try to do this with, it, with, these, with these big talents because they know what they're about to do. But this is really not uncommon from this place. They're just trying to hold two of the biggest women stars off TV for as long as they could. Yeah, trying to hold on to them, put the vice grip on them. Miss Chrissy Love, aren't you happy hey, to bro. see Dapp Dapper Guy JJ? Hello, you look so nice. You look so handsome. Where are you going? I'm at a wedding right now. I'm at a very early oh, wedding. And you're all, but, but why are you the, with the us then, friend? Go enjoy the weather and drink. Everyone's eating. <laughs> I had like four mimosas already. Nice. <laughs> One, I mean, listen, that's my type of wedding, friend. I can't, you know. The place is literally like 100 yards from me, so I just wanted to come out and get some air before we go and turn <laughs> up for two hours. But, yeah, I just wanted to come on and say what's up to the guys, to see, see what's good with the gang, and, you know, get, get back to business, you know? I can tell the the couple is a lovely right. couple because this is the time to do weddings, like right now. Don't be one of those couples that schedules a right. wedding during football Saturday, football Sunday. Those people <laughs> yeah. are the worst. The worst. Facts. Facts. Looks real, looks nice real, yeah, it looks real nice out there, Jaden. <laughs> it's yeah. so beautiful. It's and the yeah, fact it looks that beautiful. You know, honestly, I don't even feel like I, I don't feel like I'm in New York right now. I literally don't feel like I'm in New York right now. This place is freaking amazing. Like I'm just saying, like, if you ever, you know, you know, some future people that's getting married, the Stone House might be where it's at because this place is popping. 
There you go. You hear that? And we would be. We would be. Okay. Yeah, I know. You know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> You're gonna have to throw that out there to me. Um, <laughs> we would be remiss before we let JJ go. What is your opinion on the Visic Man drama of the latest allegations? Four more incidents where he's paid out twelve million dollars, including one wrestler where he paid seven point five million dollars, and then uh, when they refused his sexual advances, he demoted them and didn't renew their contract. Into why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> he, gave a, he gave a wrestler a football contract, bro. <laughs> 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 oh. Only, <laughs> only JJ would say something he like that. He got seven That's... and a half guaranteed. Right, exactly. Seven and a half Rock and Roman money. Like, I'm, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that um, people, or anyone in that matter, would be surprised by more of these findings. There's going to be more. The more they mm -hmm. dig, they're going to keep finding more. We're up to 12 now. Next week, we'll probably be up to 17. Then the following week, we'll be up to 25. Like, we're going to see how much wow. money he had with all these allegations, with all these women. Him and, him and Linda's a political relationship. They're not a relationship. Yeah. This is all yeah. political. They yeah. had, there's no love there. There's no mm -hmm. I care for you or you're my man, you're my woman. This, that. <laughs> they are there for namesake and for appearances. Other That's than it. that, he is slinging his money and slinging his dick to whoever he can. <sighs> That's a very cool. I, I, there's not much more to put to it because it's not really it's not surprising. Honestly, it's not yeah. really surprising no. at all. Like no. we're all just right. gonna keep finding more. So how we went from three million two weeks ago to twelve? Yeah, like, that that no, that twelve is on top of the three million. So, so we're, we're at, at fifteen right. million. Fifteen. Yes, we're, we're 15 at fifteen million in a matter of two weeks. I'll tell you what, that Vince and Shane match from WrestleMania with Linda in the wheelchair, that match hits a lot differently now watching <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yo, all you, gotta yeah. Is, all you gotta pay attention to is his his interactions on, on oh TV God, with Candace, all his interactions with Candace Michelle on TV and see how real all of that stuff was. You know what? Shit, that's I'm gonna done. be rough watching back on True Rewind whenever we get to those years. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, Jesus. That's the end. At least that's the end of our True Rewind journey, because that's towards the end of the uh, Monday Night Wars. But, JJ, yeah. everybody's telling you to go cut a rug and have a good dance at the have wedding. A great Please let the time. people know oh, oh, where the they rug, can find the you, sir. I'm trying to explain it. The rug has already been cut. The first dance has already <laughs> been had. The couple's dance already took place. Everybody oh, the wedding was over then. Everybody oh, it's over. No, it's not, it's not, it's not. There's like the there's like the dance floor part. There's like the last meal part. So you got like two more hours there's basically. Like, yeah, it's like two hours left. Okay. That's yeah. So, that's, so, that's actually a good but I had to get up early Saturday morning though. I'm 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 on good timing. I'm on good timing. There you go. There you go, people. Stop trying to kick them out. Stop trying to kick them out. <laughs> but so, uh that's no appearances anyway. That's why I'm not having so I'm over here like once a month anyway. <laughs> we, appre we appreciate your Brock, your your Brock Lesnar schedule. We appreciate it. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, whatever I can and get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> and and speaking speaking of uh, the Visick Man drama, though, we have another news rundown here. A new SEC filing made on Wednesday reveals that Connor Shell is stepping down from his role on the WWE Board of Directors. He cited an increased slate of responsibilities resulting from his new expanded role at the newly formed the North Ra Road Company as the reason why he's stepping down. But I think Jensen alluded to it earlier. 
Do y'all really think that's the reason? Because I think the reason yeah. is they knew this more information uh, was coming fall out. Guy, fall guy number three. Fall guy. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I don't think he's the fall guy. I think he w- jumped the fuck off the ship. That's he wanted to get off. Okay, so yeah, he, he jumped, jumped off. That said, I'm out. He's wanted to, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like before this whole thing comes burning down, like I'm getting get, get off, off this. Ride. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, I'll get another job. Just over my head. Nice. He's like, I'm, I'm out, y'all. Peace, peace. Do you remember the scene in Titanic when they say women and children only, and that guy comes out? Please, I have a daughter. Please, and then he just skips everybody. I'm about to do show, so it's been real. I'm about Bye. to go finish turn up. Enjoy. I got another. Box. Is waiting for me, so I'm gonna go do the thing, do the thing, and turn up. You definitely yes, are part of Wedding top, Crashers. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, top guys in Wedding Crashers, too. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. He's the black Vince Vaughn. We'll see oh, you, top guy. <laughs> see you, man. Bye, Peace. <laughs> Later. Uh, good, good pop in from top guy JJ there. But uh, other news rundown with WWE. You guys can stop me if you want to discuss it. PW Insider reports that Bailey was at the WWE Performance Center this week, uh, training for her return. She has been out of action for over for a year as of today. It's been a year since she torn her ACL and is due to return anytime soon. Also, one of the big news of the week speaking of SmackDown stars, SmackDown broadcaster, and part time wrestler. Pat McAfee will be staying under the WWE banner for the foreseeable future. WWE announced on Thursday via an official press release that the former NFL player has signed a multi-year extension with WWE. WrestleVotes reported that the deal was said to have been signed a few weeks back, and the report goes on to say that WWE is well aware of what they have in McAfee and were steadfast on making sure they keep him around. Uh, Romeo, do you think McAfee is one of the best signings WWE has made uh, as of late absolutely i think even michael cole will tell you that he's, he's reinvigorated yep. <laughs> michael cole on commentary uh, good for my boy pat he's got he's making two bags he's got a bag from wwe he's got a bag from espn he is picking up everyone's check at dinner everyone's <laughs> absolutely i, I love that pat part yep. he's been mm-hmm. the best yeah he's i mean he's arguably the most over person in the entire company right now like depending on how you yep. look at it you know which is, especially yeah. when his music hits yeah <laughs> oh yeah well, well and the thing with him too is he's for for his limited experience he's fantastic in the ring like you know like so he can get in there and wrestle too when need be which is like just that i mean that puts you on a whole other level of like possibilities and value with that company is like you can have actual payoffs of this stuff you can start getting infused with people from the commentary table and then have it not just a, like a a match like a michael cole type match where he goes in there and no. like barely moves around like he goes in there and has real matches with people and does real moves like and like modern moves like jumping up to the top leapfrogging to the top rope and backflipping off and stuff i mean like he's so i'm very impressed with pat mcafee i, I think that him along with I don't know if this was part of the, <coughs> the topic for the show, but him, him and Logan Paul, I think, were both very, very smart uh, for very, for very similar reasons. Uh, McAfee doesn't have the same level of like past controversy Logan does, but like <laughs> both are very, very famous, and both are very athletic, and both can wrestle, and both are going to bring value to the WWE in various ways. Um, Steven, that's the dream match you didn't know you needed. Logan I mean, Paul I'm Pat McAfee. I'm all for it. If, I mean, I think they would. I, I think they'd be able to pull it off. Honestly, I have no reason to doubt Pat McAfee. I mean, even his first match with Adam Cole, I was like, "What? Like this yeah, guy's yeah, really yeah. good?" You know. 
Um, and then he had that War Games match, which was he did really, really well in that too. And the little we've seen of Logan, and knowing that guy's work ethic and stuff, I mean, you don't go box Floyd Mayweather if you're like trying to just like be a part of something. Like you're trying to, right. like, I think he's going to really want to succeed in the WWE. Um, and I think he's going to take it seriously. And he's still very young too. I mean, like he's going to have a bright future there, even if it's just part time. So, um, yeah, I'll also say this about Pat McAfee, you know, and I, 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 you have to hear my full thought before people jump at me on this. Pat McAfee, technically speaking, is one of the worst commentators I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but, but, but he is perfect for what the WWE needs on commentary. They just need someone like him who just marks out, who's having a good time, who's mm-hmm. infectious, who the crowd can get with and, and listen to and get excited for the show. He's acting like a fan on commentary. Right. And it's why I all, my favorite commentary duo ever in wrestling is Mike Tanay and Don West from TNA because it was the same yeah. kind of thing. Mike Tanay is like the the Michael Cole. Mike Tanay knew all the stories, all the background, all the technical stuff. Don West is the is the is the Pat McAfee. He was just marking out and having a good time and watching wrestling and being a fan and being exciting. So um because like someone like Marlon Ronaldo is like he's both like and, and yeah. sometimes he can be a little much I get that but like that he's kind of like a one man version of what I'm talking about where he's marking out but also has the knowledge um so I think that Pat McAfee is is perfect for what the WWE WWE needs for their brand and on top of that I'm always talking about how the main thing WWE cares about keep getting little kids to watch the product keep getting six year olds ten year olds. That's what that's never going to end. You're always going to have a flow of kids coming in and watching the product, and you're going to hope some stick around. UFC and AEW are the two biggest threats to the 18 to 49. Pat McAfee and Logan Paul help bring in 18 to 49 for them. So that's, you know, I think I think it accomplishes a lot. Mm-hmm. It does. It checks both of those boxes very well. Uh, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, it looks like the next premium live event for NXT will be in late August. So that'll be their next Don't Call It Takeover show. Uh, speaking of NXT, NXT UK, this is a spoiler for anyone who doesn't want to hear this part. Just pause and then skip a couple of seconds Ilya Dragunov was forced to relinquish the NXT UK championship due to injury at the taping this week uh, the exact injury is unknown but he was wearing a walking boot during his announcement he held the NXT UK championship for 318 days since beating Gunther at the last NXT takeover takeover 36 last year and an 8 man tournament began at the tapings to determine a new champion as he is about to go out and get healthy another person that's going out of wwe but it seems like for good is Paige. she came out with a players tribune uh article it's so hard it's hard to say goodbye yes as she her contract with wwe expired this week uh definitely Paige left a lot of great memories but someone who doesn't have a lot of great memories about wwe is allison danger uh she signed with wwe at the tail end of 2021 and then was basically fired in 2022 in january after she had relocated to florida she noted that when being released she was told it wasn't anything personal against her or her 
work. Uh, but she it was it was definitely a struggle for her with living apart from her family. On top of that, she got COVID during her tryout for WWE. So, and this comes out just days after this interview came out, after days of uh, WWE had a hands-on deck meeting uh, with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H during Money in the Bank weekend, where they said WWE is one big family unless they release you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying, just putting that out there. In news that will make Romeo happy, Charlotte Flair is ready to come back as possibly as SummerSlam at the end of July, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh, It wasn't a report. Dave also just speculated she could return to interfere in the rematch between Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey, like we talked about later. And speaking of those woos that Romeo was just doing, Ric Flair's woo was back in the signature for WWE's opener during Monday Night Raw, and Flair was very happy about it, uh, saying that the most hurtful moment in my entire career was losing my spot. Thank you so much for giving me back my dignity and my life at WWE at Vince McMahon. Hashtag WWE Raw. Romeo, was this an instance of of Vince being like, oh, Rick didn't do anything bad. Look at me. (laughs) Wow. I'm done. I can't. Damn, I didn't look at it like that, but wow, when you phrase it like that, jeez. That's crazy. He didn't do nothing nothing bad. He's like, I'm I'm going to be a hypocrite. On a related note, that Ric Flair last match uh, card looks nice. Yeah. <clears throat> they still haven't announced Rick's opponent yet, though, have they? Right. No. No. Yeah. no not yet. Not yet. So it should be interesting. I I, t- I said it in the in the live chat during, I think, NXT or Blood Impact that uh, Ric Flair's last match show feels like a like late 90s WCW card, Jensen, where everything on the undercard is going to slap, and then you have <laughs> the main event that's going to be some <laughs> slow old dudes going at it <laughs> yeah true yeah you're gonna get a lot of cruiserweight division type action um you'll get like harlem heat versus steiners and like a banger and like the middle of the- that'll be motor city machine guns versus um yeah. the, wolves. the wolves yeah, yeah. like you'll know, have i mean different style but you know what i mean good, good tag teams I, you know if i was going to nashville <coughs> which if cody was wrestling i would have went um i love nashville i used to live there broadway is like one of my favorite streets in the world People are going to have a great time in Nashville if, you, if you're going to be visiting for it. Um, but with Cody not being on the card for SummerSlam, it's just for me to make the trip out there is like, that's what I would have wanted to see, like, if I was going to going to be going. Now, I think GCW is going to be a lot of fun, and I would have went to that. And I probably would have went to this Ric Flair's last match thing. It's Municipal Auditorium. People can say what they will about Ric Flair. I get it. Trust me. Like, I get, I get why the dislike is out there. And I get the fans that have stuck by him. I understand all of it. It's just one of those things where, like, I don't want to see the guy go out there and die in the ring or something. I mean, he's in such right. bad physical shape, and he's got pacemakers, and it's it's kind of sketchy for him to be mm. doing this to begin with. But it's also one of those things as a fan where, like, if I was in town, the rest of the card looks good. And, like, to be able to say you got to see Ric Flair do that kind of is something. But it could also go really, really yeah. bad, which is also something for in a totally different way, which, you know, so it's... I think there's a lot of people torn. The crazy thing is how much of a draw it's been because they moved from the Nashville Fairgrounds into the Municipal Auditorium, which is bigger. Because, like, there's, it's, I think they're selling tickets to this thing, it sounds like. I mean, and there's people in town yeah. for SummerSlam. I mean, there's going to be wrestling fans around. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's bizarre that it's 2022 and we're talking about Ric Flair wrestling right now. <laughs> and here's the thing. This is, this is the thing that sucks about this the most, honestly, is – 
you know if he literally survives this match, he's going to do it again. Like, this isn't a lot of Flair match. Absolutely. He's on a run of Ric Flair tour. Ric Flair's last tour. Unbelievable. Um, That man will be the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion one more time before he hangs (laughs) him up. Because he has to get one win above Cena. And then it's going to force them to... Yeah, like so he's he's tied with Cena right now for the, the title. Damn. He's gotta get that one more. I honestly think if Matt Cardona wasn't injured, he would have dropped the NWA title to him on this show. Oh, absolutely. Damn. He already said that he would have he would have been on the show if he didn't get hurt. But we gotta talk about AEW news. Uh speaking with wrestling in one of your favorites, Miss Chrissy, Will Osprey responded to Kenny Omega's recent comments. And revealed uh, when their <laughs> when their real life B started. On when their real life B started, he said this whole thing has generated back in 2019. It was Kenny's last match, and I guess he wanted Abushi out there to second him. I fucking blew Abushi's brains out with a hidden blade. He's super <laughs> fucking mad about it. Uh, the thing is, I'm I'm mad at myself when those uh, situations happen. I don't want to brain somebody, but it's a legal wrestling move. I'm allowed to do. It. I'm allowed to do blows to the back of the head, 12 to 6 elbows down. This is a 9 to 3 elbow strike. I'm allowed to do it. Obviously, the repercussion is he got knocked out. It was a bad concussion. Since then, myself and Abushi, we've gone out for drinks. We don't talk anymore, but after that point, we went for drinks and meals. We're fine. But Kenny is butthurt over off an accident. <laughs> He then went off, went on to say he can think what he wants about me, but the but the motherfucker is such a little bitch. The same person wow. who's like, I grew up after six or seven five star matches. No, you didn't, you cunt. You vanity searched your name on Twitter to see what everybody says, and when it's bad, you cry in the corner of your million your million pound house, and you're still bothered by some cunt who sits do who sits doing some wrestling matches who is trying to help out not only the British scene, but the Japanese scene, because I'm not an idiot when it comes to my company. We got hit hard by the pandemic. Does that mean I'm taking a day off? No, I'm working my ass off to bring it back because that's what you said to do. This is the reason I don't like this is where some people can relate. When you say something to me, look me in the eye and speak to me. When you talk to me and tell me this and then go to the fans and talk dirty, that's where we have a problem. You have my number. If you have a problem, call me and we can fucking talk about this. I don't have anything to say to him. Be all, end all. I'm sure if everyone was in the same room, I would slap him. So the worst thing is people are going to listen and be like, they're building to something. We're not building up to anything. He's a cunt. I will slap that boy and remind him, you're, you're a fucking 40-year-old man and you're fucking fragile. Do you really want to get, want to get with me? I will end you. Chrissy, what's your thoughts on those comments from Will Osprey on Kenny Omega? Real spicy. I needed more popcorn. You know, you just like I need to get all the tea. Like, what's happening? <laughs> this is more. This is juicier than girls. Like, sheesh! All the f bombs. Wow. Like, chill. But I was no. He must not have a girl. Be like, babe, chill. Is that anything? That's it. Like, chill, chill. Like, relax. Um, very spicy though. I'm here for all of it. For when yeah. um, I'm here for every single last one of it, though, um, for when Omega does come back, you know, what's going to happen, especially now that we have these cross brands and this doors open, we can get this match like here. 
and probably over there, but most likely it's going to be here, which would be even better. Um, but yeah, I'm here for all the spiciness. Well, Space, talk your shit. Say it with your chest, son. Love it. It's so funny how Sean's interview, like, like, because that's where a lot of the stems from is the stuff that Kenny was saying yeah. with Sean, and like, I, I just think it's it's funny how it's, how this has happened because Kenny tried to make it sound like. Like he was accidentally like going down this like rabbit hole like dissing Osprey, but it seemed very calculated. I mean, like he knew what he was doing. Like you don't go on an outlet with. I mean, I know I'm a little bit biased, but in my honest opinion, like the top reporter in all of wrestling media right now, you don't go on a show with him and then like think that like outlets aren't going to pick up on you just dissing this guy. I mean, he tried to he tried to frame it as like no, what I mean is, you know. Jay White kind of took my spot and Omega or, or uh, Osprey just wasn't quite on his level all mm-hmm. around and couldn't do it. But then it's like, I don't know, but it's like, the way that he said it and he kept, he kept going, like he kept digging himself a little bit more and more yeah. the more he talked about it. And then Osprey's just coming out, just calling him a cunt over and over, which is, you know, for people who don't know in the, in his side of the world, that, that word gets thrown around a lot more than it does mm-hmm. in the U S yes. Um, like Israel Adesanya says it every other word when he's doing promos and stuff. I mean, it's like it's just you know different different places, different different kind of lingo. But for him for him to for him to say all that about Kenny, that's like that's some real shots fired. Yeah, and that's something that people need to remember too when you make comparisons about these kind of wrestlers. If it's up to me personally, I'd still take Kenny Omega all round over Will Osprey. But Will Osprey mm-hmm. is still only like twenty seven or something right now. And he's 29 now. 29. And it's like, so he's he's that young. Damn. Yeah. He's he's still arguably like not even in his prime yet. What? Like, yeah. Like he, yeah. Oh my God. I feel old. And he's put so much, (laughs) you know, muscle on lately and stuff. Like, you know, he's basically having, he's priming himself like a whole different next level type of run in his career. It seems like, and that's kind of the thing people need to remember is when you compare these guys, Kenny's more established now for sure. And I, and, I love Kenny Omega. I love Will Ospreay. Like, I'm a big fan of both guys. I don't really have a, a dog in either fight, but it's one of these things where it's like, you also have to remember Osprey is this good. And if he stays healthy, imagine where he's going to be in a few years. I mean, like it's, it's insane how good he is at his age. So guys, the limit for, for Will Ospreay for sure. But yeah, I, I don't think they are working. Like I thought that Kenny's comments was working and actually Chrissy, um, it was Kieran who did this ir- interview, the guy we had on yes, before yes. Uh-huh. Door, door. he did yeah. this interview yes. with, uh, oh, with nice. Will Ospreay. So, okay. so yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's a work anymore. By Will's That was the best comments. part of this interview. That was the best part of this interview. Will saying, Oh, people think this is a work. It's not a work. Like, oh, it makes you think. Like, oh, shit. Like, oh. Like, oh, it's really not a work. Yeah, yeah, right. But 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 it's also, like, it's also, like, we're living in this world of, you know, forbidden doors and, like, kind of anything is possible. And they could very easily, this could just be a giant work. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it has to happen. It has to happen. It has to happen. I mean, this match Provided Kenny Omega comes back healthy. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. This match will happen. 
Yeah. Uh, in more AEW news, Cole Cabana is still signed to AEW, but a new report says he was expected to be cut before several roster members spoke up for him. FIFA Select reports there was a bit of an uproar backstage in the company over the notion that Cabana's AEW deal was set not to be renewed as far back as March, something that several roster members uh, said they heard word of several months ago and then fought back against. Uh, there were many people who assumed that Cabana's lack of a renewal was due to his issues with CM Punk. However, that changed when the Dark Order got the focus taken off of them and stablemates Alan Angels and Stu Grayson's did not have their contracts renewed. Uh, Cabana is an exceptionally popular figure backstage due to his work in AEW and outside of it, and they uh, a lot of roster members expressed their displeasure over the possibility of Cabana being cut, and thus after that he worked uh, ROA Supercard of Honor and it, and there was an early, a earlier report that we talked about where Cabana was re-signed and he's going to be working a part of the ROH roster. Uh, and then in some more forbidden door type news, according to Tensuya Naito, he was not invited to AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door. As a result, he's refused to watch any footage from the event. He said in his <laughs> New Japan diary, unfortunately, I was not invited to the AEW NJPW show that is being talked about all over the place. Not invited, not needed, right? Because of that frustration, I haven't watched any footage of the show. I'm genuinely upset about it. Now that's definitely a work. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely that. Uh, there's no so question. Well Naito's working. I, so I'm well too sad, distracted though. by how how go back if you go back to that picture, like his how his hat's not even on. Good catch. it's not. It's not. He, he puts it on so late. <laughs> She would blow off immediately. Any any <laughs> little bit of wind. That's just blowing off. I'll your tell head. you what, man. I really want to see Naito and Orange Cassidy in a match. Yeah, same. Oh, that would be great. I would love that. Would that would be great. That'd be great. Two masters of not giving a fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rev Pro has announced that AEW All-Atlantic Champion Pac will defend the title against Shoto Aminu on J July 10th tomorrow in Sheffield. If he retains, Pac will defend the title against LJ Cleary for OTT Wrestling on July 22nd. And the match with Shoto Amino is going to air on this week's AEW Dark. So some good news there. But not so good news on the injury front as Tony Khan revealed on Busted Open Radio that Santana suffered a knee injury during last Last week's blood and guts match he confirmed it and it appeared like he did do that on a uranagi during the matchup and he's not expected to return to action anytime soon as far as adam yeah. cole suffering from a torn labrum uh dave Meltzer wrote and uh, said on wrestling observer radio adam cole is going to be out for a while punk i don't know when the time frame is i think they're not trying to let you know but i'm pretty sure he'll be back surgery for a broken foot it's a couple of months but it's not like it's six months so he probably won't be that long and as far as brian danielson there's a lot of concern outside of AEW in regards to him as now he's been out over a month after suffering a concussion of course danielson and famously was, was forced to early retirement in 2016 before he returning in 2018 and has a history of head injuries and Melton noted as a reason for being very concerned with Danielson's current condition. So hopefully Brian Danielson returns soon, but it's not anything good that he's been out this I don't long. know. I got a different take. I, 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 what think it's time to hang it up. I think it's time oh. to hang it up for Brian Danielson. He gave us a great, a great second win, second life, second run. 
I, I'm very concerned. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. When it comes to concussions, those are serious. And the fact that he was out as long as he was due to that, uh, yeah, it's not something to play around with. Uh, for I'm generation not playing Stone. around. Okay, hold on. So you're basically... <laughs> it's, it's like you put it on and it was like... <laughs> <laughs> there. Like a back. Is, this, is this cool? Okay. Is that your be the Miz? Is that your is that your be the Miz? Yeah, yeah, my Miz hat. From, yeah, no, it's like it's like put it on and then like balance on the top of my on the top of my nose. There you go. Very impressive. Very impressive. I cool. Love I can it. I can I do somewhere it. like I look through just one of the. <laughs> Anyways, I think you may have um, up something new. Did, right did, did, did y'all ever see the uh, the Key and Peel sketch where um it's like the guys keep one upping each other's hats? It's yes. like the, yes. yeah, the yes. first guy walks up with like all the tags on it, and then like the next week the other guy has like the bag still around the yeah. hat, mm-hmm. like balancing <laughs> on his head. And it just like escalates from there. Yeah, that 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 just reminded me of that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, New Japan News. They uh, had a press conference to announce some uh, major changes or major announcements in the company. They announced that they're going to have their first show that allows cheers from the fans for the first time nice. in two years since since 2020 when the, in the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, they're going to have these shows in September. Fans will be able to cheer at two shows at Kurgan Hall on September 5th and 6th. It seems it won't be every fan that will be allowed to do so. The shows will be held half capacity, meaning only 1,000 people will be able to watch the shows. But the shows will have dedicated cheering sections. So they'll have a Bullet Club cheering section, a Chaos cheering section, an LIJ cheering section. I think this wow. is the most unique way to allow cheering cool. that I've ever heard. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it sounds crazy, but I think it might work. Uh, right. And then Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that New Japan is indeed planning a show in the fall at Hammerstein Ballroom on either October 22nd or 29th in New York City. And then John Moxley is set to hit the ring at New Japan Pro Wrestling Music City Mayhem later this month. He's going to go one-on-one with El Desperado in a no-limit, no-disqualification match during StarCast weekend. So that's SummerSlam weekend, man. Moxie's got Blake Christian for the GCW World Championship and El Desperado. So he's going to be wow. a busy man for sure. And then Impact Wrestling, speaking of New Japan, they announced that New Japan star Kushida will be debuting for the company this week on uh, Friday. July 15th and July 16th in Louisville, Kentucky. So very happy to see that. And then other wrestling news, those are final ones. Uh, they announced this week that on Thursday that FTR will defend the ROH World Tag Team titles against the Briscoes in a rematch with Supercard of Honor at Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view on July 23rd. Oh, and after only selling 350 tickets for a 10,000-seat arena uh, in Nottingham, England, the wrestling entertainment series West Promotion uh, announced that their debut show scheduled for July 9th, which was today, has been canceled due to talent pulling out from the event. Uh, Sean yeah. Rossap of 
Fightful and announced that uh, there was a lot of fallout from the talent in regards to that. A lot of talent uh, were either paid, but some in the UK talent were not paid for this show. Nia Jax responded to being unceremoniously name dropped in the cancellation mentioned uh, by uh, by putting a picture about being worth a thousand words, uh, tweeting a shopped image of the Simpsons still featuring the West logo under the banner of reading Fest, a fire festival in, re in reference to the infamous disaster event Not from 2017. Damn. So. <laughs> just like a, just picturing Nia Jax like tweeting out just like a picture of like bread and cheese as like like that was like the like like when Firefest was going on. I remember social media blowing up because it was just it was like oh the five star cuisine here at here at Firefest was just literally bread and cheese with like a tomato like off to the side. It was like oh man. <laughs> Oh, that was one of the funniest things that's ever happened. I felt bad, but Fire Firefest is also one of those situations where it kind of makes you feel good because those are like the elitist of the like the elitist going out and like thinking they're better than everybody and going out to this exclusive celebrity filled you know paradise that no one else has access to, and then they show up and it's just a bunch of white tents on a beach and they're like, you know, it's a survival situation. Oh, good stuff. Like, they're like, what the fuck? Um, but we're going to end off the show, and we want to hear from you in the live chat. Last call for Super Chat donations, as we're each going to give our top five matches of the first half of 2022. We hit July, so six months of the year are already in the books. There's been so many great matches, whether it be from WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, GCW, ROH, uh, Impact Wrestling, all across the board, and we want to hear from everyone in the live chat. Give us your picks for the best matches of 2022 so far. We will start with ladies first, Miss Chrissy Love. What was your top five matches of the first half of 2022? Okay, so five, I have to start. I'll give it to the women. I'm going to give it to Becky and uh, Bianca for WrestleMania. I'll give them that match. That was great. That was a banger for them. Then number four, I am going to do uh, AEW's Aleister Black, uh, House of Black versus... Um, who did Death Triangle. Death Triangle, yes, absolutely. Great. I mean, awesome match. Should be number yeah. one, but I, I got others in front of it. Um, <laughs> number three, I would have to do... Uh, well, Osprey and Orange Cassidy. Love that match. That's probably my... If, if we were just doing favorite matches, that would yeah. be like number one on my list because I love that number, match. That was a good one. Same night as, you know, House of Blood. That, that was the same night. Um, number... What am I at? Two now? Mm -hmm. Two would have to go to... I would say Serena Deeds and Thunder Rosa for their grid match that they did. The buildup was trash, but the match was excellent. <laughs> And then my number one has to be Cody and Seth Rollins. Uh, uh, Helen Hell in a cell. cell. Yes, sir. That is my top five for this year so far. So I had two I women's like matches list. in there. Thank you, guys. I I'm like sorry, Chrissy. List. What was your number two again, Chrissy? Number two was, uh, 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 damn it, I just said it. Deep and Thunder? Deep and Thunder, yeah. yes. Okay. Yes. Deep and Thunder from Double or Nothing. So I had Bianca. So you had two matches Becky. from Double or Nothing. Yeah. Yes, to, yes. I had Bianca Becky, um, House of Black versus um, 
Death Triangle. Death Triangle. That was number four. Number three was um Osprey well, and Osprey Cassidy. Yep. And then number two was Serena Deebs and uh Thunder Rosa. And my number one is Cody and Seth from Hell in a Cell. Great storytelling. Awesome. Even though he almost had no arm, but yeah. There you go. And Cody got his wish. He was black for one night. Uh you know Steven what? Johnson. I'm the, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> Hey, look well. at me. I'm, I'm representing. I'm representing. Great liberator represent, of yes. African American talent. Um <laughs> Steven, Steven Jackson, your top five matches <laughs> so far of twenty twenty two. Okay, so I've got a top five. I also have some. Uh, I have, I have five honorable mentions honorable that I can do okay. after everyone gets theirs. This was a hard list um, to put together, right? You had those honorable. Yeah, was, you didn't want to leave yeah. and I didn't know until I was like in bed last night. So this is off the top of the head as well. I couldn't get super into a lot of the indie stuff that I would have because I would have had to really like dig into that. So I went with kind of what first came to mind for me, and this yeah. is a mixture between like great match and favorite match for me. Like there's a mix there of, mm -hmm. of how I rank these. So, um, and I'm really bad about remembering names of pay-per-views and stuff. So, like, SP3, mm -hmm. I know you got me covered I got up you. there. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, number five, FTR and Briscoes from Supercard of Honor. Oh, yep. yeah, that five. was a good one. Dang, yep. Uh, that was good number one. four. Three to a list. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. No, that's why you guys got your list. But, no, that was a good one. That was, that's, that's an honorable mention for me. How about that? Uh, number four, I've got Kingston and Jericho, their first match. I can't remember what show it was at. Revolution. Kingston, Revolution, mm. where Kingston tapped him with the uh, stretch plum. Yeah. Um, yep. And that's also a part of that is because of how much it has spawned. Like this whole story and blood and guts mm -hmm, and this upcoming mm -hmm, barbed mm -hmm. wire deathmatch and stuff. So I had this great storytelling. And I think they were also the first match of the pay-per-view also. And the crowd was like yeah. super hot. So, um, so yeah, I got Kingston and, and Jericho as number four. Uh, number three, I'm with Chrissy. Same number three, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy, Forbidden Door. Love that match. Um, great stylistic uh, clash yes, that yes, worked really, really yes, well. Yes. Um, number two, this was real, real tough to choose between number two and number <laughs> one. Number two, I went CM Punk MJF dog collar match. Oh, Ooh, loved, that was loved, that was a, yeah. yeah. Dang, top, yep. top tier storytelling, in my opinion. Yeah, with like yeah, you're right. The whole yep. story building into it, CM Punk coming mm -hmm. out with the throwback entrance. And, yes, I mean, that yes. Was, that was sick. Number one, I'm also with you, Chrissy. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, WWE Hell in a Cell. I mean, I'm a Cody Mark. This match was great. <laughs> I mean, this, and, and it really, I you know, and like with the injury, it just... Right, and, right. And you, and you can tell how much Cody cares about the position he's in with the WWE, and he wants that world title so bad that yeah. he's willing to put himself through that before going into surgery, knowing that, like, that's less impression, and there's no way he's going to be denied when he comes back. Like, I I thought that was that was incredible stuff. So, so once again, number five, FGR versus Briscoes. Number four, Kingston versus Jericho. Three, Osprey versus Lawrence Cassidy. Two, CM Punk versus MJF. Uh, dog collar match. And one, Cody versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. That is a great nice. list, friend. So, so Very good. Y'all are y'all are consistent on two things. You had two AEW pay per views in your top five, and you both had Cody and Seth three in the <laughs> at number one. Romeo, your list. I too also had five honorable mentions putting this together. I just it's just I came up with too many. My honorable mentions <laughs> are uh, Osprey and and Nick Wayne uh, GCW. Mm. Cody and Seth Rollins won WrestleMania. Yes, yes, Punk, yes. Punk and MJF, Becky Bianca, and Osprey Cassidy. Now, my top five. 
Number five. Oh, your honorable mention, sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's just my honorable mention. <laughs> my top five now. Number five. Okay. Okada and Osprey from Russell Kingdom. Mm. Number four, Young Bucks FTR two. Number three, Paige and Danielson from that dynamite. Oh and wow. number two, Briscoe's FTR. And number one, Cody Seth Helena Sun. Yep. Everybody's consistently number one has the same yep. thing. Great. It is WWE, which is wild. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna that do the part. different one. That is not even in my top five. Wow. <laughs> what a fucking hater. It's in my honorable mentions. It's in my honorable mentions. I'm happy that you said that because he is definitely a hater. I know. I know the whole story that. I know the whole story about him antagonizing Cody before the story that he always tells, and they, I know it's whatever. Okay, Cody? yeah. Okay, no, I. Right, he's so innocent. Oh my god, how did I do I was discriminated against, ladies and gentlemen. I have not. I was discriminated against, and I'm not going to allow that. You don't need to go into it. Okay, what's your top five SP three? And then I'll go. I'll give you my honorable mentions after. Yeah, I'll give my honorable mentions first. I have two, two. Five star matches in my honorable matches, uh, and and not every match that I'm putting in my top five is a five star match. Right. But I have two that's in my honorable mentions. The two that five star matches that are in my honorable mentions is Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shingo from the New Japan mm-hmm. Cup, as well as Zack Sabre Jr. versus Will Osprey from the New Japan Cup. Great matches. Like I said, Cody Seth three, uh, Hell in a Cell four three quarters. Definitely a great matchup, a match of the year candidate, but. Just not in my personal. Oh, at least it's an honorable five. mention. At least it's a it's an honorable mention. It's an honorable <laughs> mention. Should should be okay with that. Um, <laughs> my fourth honorable mention. I went with uh, Hangman versus Brian from uh, from Dynamite, and then I went with uh, Blood and Guts. My fifth honorable mention. Now my top my top five. Number number five. Osprey Orange from Forbidden Door. Probably my favorite match of the year. Uh, that was just amazing. Uh, number four, MJF versus CM Punk from Revolution. Love that match every single way. Um, mm-hmm. Number three, number three, I went with Becky versus uh, Bianca from from WrestleMania. I really enjoyed that matchup. It, it it definitely surprised me, and I didn't even have that five stars or four and three quarters. It's four and a half stars, but I really <laughs> love that match. So. I had to put it in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, Osprey versus Okada, Wrestle Kingdom. I thought that if this had the fans cheering, this would be unquestionably number one. That's the only reason I had it five, yeah. And then number one, FTR versus Briscoe, Supercard of Honor. I don't think I've ever loved a tag team match as much as I love that matchup. Two of my (laughs) two two teams. This was that was the match that made me go, FTR, you're the best tag team in the world for about a month. Until the young bucks <laughs> come back, um, but yeah, it's, it's funny. It. It's funny you said like you like you've never like loved like a tag team match until Death Before Dishonor. Until they do it again, exactly. <laughs> until they do it again, or until we get FTR versus Young Bucks three. Probably that's that'll be FTR's trying to have all the top five tag matches of the of the of the year. You know, all the mm-hmm. matches of the year. Absolutely, uh, Jensen. What's your honorable mentions? Okay, so uh, one of them was Hangman and Danielson uh, one from Rampage, the draw that's on there. Um, and I tried oh, no, that. Little... was actually last year. That was Winter oh, was is that? Coming. The, oh, that the was the yeah. draw. You yeah, have to I, go with the second one. 
Oh yeah, we know the second one was when Hangman won in like thirty minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was so good. Both I'd, bloody. I'd, I'd, I'd still have it on there. Hangman Danielson. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good with that on as an honorable. Yeah, it's match. the same. It's like a, it's like just as good a match in half the time. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. I forgot. I forgot how long ago that first one happened. That's wild. Um, I've got um, Young Bucks Lucha Brothers from Rampage. That was this year, mm. wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yep. I remember that one being really good. I love the Young Bucks. I had to get them on here somewhere. I could do like a whole top five on probably just the Young Bucks if I thought about it enough because they're my favorite tag team in the world. I, I love watching those guys. Um, I had an honorable mention of uh, Cody and Sammy Guevara at the beginning of the year, the ladder match. Yeah, mm. that was great. That was really good. Um, no, it's hard to remember that Cody Rhodes was in AEW this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he still has AEW figures coming out, and then Mattel ones will start coming out for WWE soon. So he's about to be the only wrestler wow. who, like, on the pegs, when you go to, like, Walmart and Target, he's going to have AEW and, and WWE and figures at the same all time. Same mm-hmm. And will be so, in both uh, video games. It will be in yep, both video yep. games, too. <laughs> I think, by the way, I think that's cool as hell that AEW is, like, they're like, hey, we're not going to just pretend like this guy didn't exist and that he didn't, like, mean a lot to our company just because he went somewhere else like we're not going right. to forget about the guy which i think is is really cool um one that this is a personal one and i thought the match was great too it was ac mac defeating alex shelley to win the action wrestle or sorry to win the iwtv championship and it was on an action wrestling show um out of georgia and it was ac mac uh he won the, the match itself was fantastic and he cut this promo afterwards as well and he's the first openly gay world champion in wrestling history. So it was like there was a lot, um, there was just a lot of emotion and stuff behind it. And the fans in the live crowd really wanted it to happen. And like they gave him what they wanted. And I just thought it was a really great moment and a great match. Um, and then one that people probably wouldn't expect me to put on here because I just watch so little WWE nowadays, especially if it's all outside of pay per view. I went out of my way this year one time to watch one match. Off of WWE SmackDown because I heard it was really good and I loved it. It was Roman Reigns versus Riddle from SmackDown recently. I thought that was a really, mm. really good one. And it, and it also yeah. put Riddle on another level in the WWE's yeah. perception. So, and you wonder um, why they put that on a pay per view, right? right? They should have. Yeah. That would have been a, that yeah. definitely would have been like a WWE Match of the Year candidate. We do have a super chat donation here from our good brother Chase Oliver. Thank you so much for that. Giving us his top five. He says Cody versus Seth, Hell in a Cell, Bianca versus Becky, Orange Cassidy versus Osprey, FTR versus Briscoes, Okada versus Shingo. So very good. Okay. All, all of those the, matches um, are among mine as well. So good. Um, the Usos versus um, the Street Profits from um, Money in the Bank was a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, like I was telling Jensen that on uh, live rounds, I was like, I yeah. love that match. That's in my yeah. top five. If, if mm-hmm. I was just doing a WWE top five, that yeah, that definitely, it. yep, that has to be in the top five for sure. Absolutely. And, and also, you know, just because I didn't have any women on there, shout out, like I'm a huge Serena Deeb fan, so like, mm-hmm. you know, I really hope yep. she wins the ROH Women's Championship. I Same, yeah. Um, I love her. I love Thunder Rose, and I love Charlotte Flair. I'm with Romeo. Like I'm a big Charlotte fan as well. So like. Um, and I and I really like you when I'm seeing out of Bianca Belair. I'm just I'm just fearful that they don't have enough there at the moment, like top star wise, to like to she have, needs to, to, bigger opponents to keep this going. I feel like when when it's right. down to WrestleMania match, they haven't done yet. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like the idea of that a lot. I'm just saying, like, when you know, I watched this past pay per view, and I'm like, Carmella, like, that's really like, how is there, like, there needs to be, like, and that's when it hurts so bad when, like, a Naomi and a Sasha are are, are bouncing yeah. out, like, mm-hmm. Charlotte's on the on the on the um out, out right now with injury, and it's like they have great women's roster, but like, I it's just one of those things where it just kind of disappointed me, where I was like, damn. Who, like I want to see Bianca in like bangers. Like she's proven herself. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she, yeah. You know, she could be a big deal going forward for them. I really believe that. So, um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I had so. to I had to put in a women's match, and that's been the best. One yeah, for me. yeah, and uh, Bianca at yeah. WrestleMania. That's been the best one. But that brings us to a close on another edition of True Heel Heat. We went a little bit longer because Vince McMahon had to make a mess of the wrestling oh. news. Um, but <laughs> Jensen, thank you so much for, for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. You are one of our favorite guests of the show. Please let the people know everything you got going on and where they can find you, good brother. So thank you all for having me on. Good to see you again, Chrissy. Good to see nice you, Romeo. Good to see you as well. It's good to see SP3 as always. Good to be around good people, talk some wrestling. I, I yes. appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm looking forward to today. You know, it's it's Saturday. It's the weekend. Uh, I'm about to go uh, in about an hour. Me and my brother are meeting my dad at a little diner over here and getting some food together. And then I'm going to watch some UFC and allegedly, oh, hypothetically, yeah. maybe win a little bit of money because I live in the state of Georgia and like I can't sports <laughs> bet. But, like, <laughs> but, but I, um, you know, I I, lo- I love Saturdays because I love the UFC and I love mm-hmm. I love that knowing that you all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I hope everyone has a happy weekend. I um. Uh, the, ne- uh, the next time y'all will hear me is tomorrow. I'll be doing the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. It's every Sunday on FightfulSelect.com, covering the world of independent wrestling and just some various other stuff as well. Um, every Tuesday, live rounds with myself and Doug. That is on the RVD Tito for Life channel on YouTube. That's RVD T-I-T-O, the number four L-A-F-E. And you can catch me every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Myself and Jeremy Lambert host the Spotlight covering a variety of stuff in the world of wrestling as well. And I normally do the uh, the Impact Post shows, too, with Denise Alcedo when there is a, um, an, an Impact pay-per-view. Um, so that's usually like once a month, twice a month, depending on what pay-per-views and, and uh, premium shows they have going on. So uh, so you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. That's where I keep everything updated. And, uh, and yeah, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yes, thank you Johnny Jensen and Miss Chrissy Love, where can the people find you? Um, yes, you can find me every Saturday here with my good brothers do our flagship show, which is True Hill Heat. Um, other than that, every Sunday we will be back for another episode of Serving Face with Hill with my taxing partner Stephanie Hype. So check us out tomorrow at eleven oh five. And then I do SC Scoops with uh, Steve Falls on Fridays. When we do going in blue, well, we review SmackDown, unfortunately. Um, other than that, you can find me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook. Uh, my handle is right there. And on Twitter, it is uh, True Hill Chrissy Love. And, yeah, I do some roundtables and lots of watch-alongs because we have the best ones. So, yeah. And check out the Money in the Bank roundtable review. Chrissy Love holding it down with Ness. Y'all did a great job. Yes. want to thank, thank you, you for filling thank in you. for my usual seat and Romeo's usual seat. But Romeo, where can the people find you on this channel 24 hours a day, seven days a week? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> True Hill Romeo, Twitter and Instagram, right here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Raw watch alongs, NXT watch alongs, Dynamite watch alongs, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. And also subscribe to THH Sports. We're going to be dropping videos as soon as tomorrow, live stream tomorrow. Uh, SB3, nice. Chris, and a couple of others of us talking basketball. And uh, me and Stack King will drop a, a video on football. And it, just subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. We're getting off and running starting tomorrow. Fast. Absolutely. Getting the getting the stuff started over there on THH Sports. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. All my contact and information there. I won't list everything I'm doing. Uh, you can find it if follow <laughs> True Hill here. True Hill SP3. Follow the gang Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. Become an even bigger supporter of True Hill Heat. Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. Check out last week's uh, THH 182 post show with me and Harlem and <laughs> we'll yes, be doing yes, another yes. one for True Hill 183 as Harlem tries to talk about wrestling at two years old. Everyone loves it. You should check it out. That's a whole reason to become a Patreon.com yep. uh, True Hill Heat supporter and our True Hill Heat Prediction Championship and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash True Heels. We got some new merch in the running coming out. We got a certain face and heel shirt about to drop uh, possibly we got true rewind shirt about to drop so there's a lot going on over there as well That's but cool. that is all for true hill heat 183 for steven jensen thank you so much for joining us for mr for romeo it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 this has been true hill heat 183 hush pack mountain yeah. <laughs> um,